If the work week is stressing you out and you're searching for a relaxing Sunday morning vibe, then come over and enjoy Sunday mornings with a cup of Joe with your host, Joey Stacks, as he takes you on a weekly journey for your soul that starts with a relaxing cup of Joe. So if you're in need of some great conversation with a splash of Neo Soul, then you're in the right place. So tune in as we catch a cool vibe with Sunday mornings with a cup of Joe. What up, what up, what up, though? Welcome to another episode of Sunday Mornings with a Cup of Joe. I'm your host, Joe. And on today's episode, we got two returning guests. We got my homeboy, Marcus Goss, and my homeboy, James McLemore, in the building. What's up, fellas? What's up? What's up now? What's going on? Glad to be back. Yes, indeed. All right, man. Thanks, thanks for the welcome back. Thanks for the welcome back. Yes, indeed. For everybody, uh, for all the new listeners, uh, Marcus and James was on the previous episode, I think it was episode three or two, and um, we got a lot of requests <laughs> for these guys to come back on the show. We got a lot of emails from people, listeners, saying that they wanted to hear these guys back on here, and they wanted these guys to spread some of the information. Appreciate you, Ma, for emailing in. Thanks. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. We definitely did get some emails about it, and... Uh, I wanted to say uh, congratulations, Marcus, on getting the bottles. Appreciate it. In, Appreciate you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, I know that's a big thing. Uh, congratulations, James, too, for having a kid. James is a new dad. Oh, man, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, James. Yeah, man. Welcome to Parenthood, man, for myself. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So let's get into this thing, man. Why don't y'all guys introduce yourself, let everybody know who y'all is for people that don't know y'all. Marcus, you got to start. It doesn't matter. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. my name is Marcus Goss, man, originally from Blair, California, uh, now I reside in uh, Dallas, Texas. Uh, I am the founder and creator of Seven Cognac. Um, <clears throat> started this journey about a year ago uh, as far as the process. Uh, the process has been um, a lot longer than that, but actually just putting everything together has been a, about a year since I went over to France and um, got my connect. So <clears throat> website up, you can uh, get it at www.sevencognac.com. You can follow us on all social media, be it be Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, uh, at Seven Cognac. And my pre-order your bottle. You huh? can pre-order your bottle, $80. Go get that bottle. Go get it, because when they drop in the stores, it will be fifty. Easy. It's going to be the big dog bottle. It's going to be more than uh, 42 so y'all better get on it. Why? It's for the ADO, for real. <laughs> We definitely, we definitely moving up in the world. Then we got my homeboy James. Introduce him, James. Tell him what you do. Yo, yo, this is James Mackley-Moore, man. Uh, psychologist by education, counselor by trade, uh, from the California, from the Bay Area. Reside in Oklahoma City. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, look, today episode going to be a little bit different from last time. Last time was you guys' first interview, so we was kind of like getting to know you guys and everything. This time, we just going to... Invite you guys kind of to co-host and roll through this show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
the the thing about this show today is I wanted to talk to you guys about I I I'd follow you guys on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, you guys are two people that have very motivational, inspirational posts. Cause you know with a with a social media full of uh, nonsense and negativity and some messy stuff, I look to you guys posts and I always see some some words of encouragement, some words of motivation. And on this show, I wanted to talk to you guys about the power of a positive circle and the power of keeping good company. You know, we always hear the stories: the birds of a feather flock together. We always hear, you know, <laughs> we always hear, you know, um, you are who you keep around you. You know, but I, I know from experience growing up and everything that it not always necessarily isn't the truth. You know what I'm saying? Because, okay, yeah. So what I was saying was a lot of times we talk about birds of a feather flock to, flock together and everything. But I know growing up, uh, we end up being different people than our friends. You know what I'm saying? As time goes along and we grow up, we end up becoming different people. And a lot of times... Uh, Growing up in the hood, we don't keep the same friends. Like, we don't, we all are not the same. Birds of a feather don't all flock together a lot of times necessarily. You know, especially when you're dealing with young black men. Um, a lot of times we might do, we, we might exhibit the same traits. You know what I'm saying? Or we might be hanging around the same environment and people will just assume that everybody's kicking it the same. You know, but it's, it's, it's very different. And I wanted to speak to you guys about uh, the power of a positive circle. Um, so let, let's start off like this. Uh, f- how, old, how 15 years ago, that's how we're going to start this. 15 years ago, right? How old were you guys? Uh, eight, 18. <clears throat> 18. So. 18 years old. And how, how was, how, describe to us your friend circle back then. Um, Man. The the people that I kept yeah, close the people that I kept close to me then honestly man to to be all the way honest uh, the friends that I that I had 15 years ago are, are kind of still uh, the same men that I rock with today but however there's a lot of guys that that fell by the wayside uh, so you know as far as my core circle uh, it really backdate you know you know anywhere from from 20 plus years to 10 15 years so kind of just keep the same circle as far as that go. But for those that, that did fall off, man, um, that, that circle was uh, what we call, uh, you know, growing up it was very important for me to, uh, the way I identified things was um, I was given a game, I guess you can say, <clears throat> by, by those people from my community, man, that it was very important that you keep your basketball friends, your basketball friends, you keep your, your Madden friends, your Madden friends, and, you know your friends that you 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 go go to school with you, you keep them at school and so uh just to keep all relationships in perspective but of course you know as you're maturing uh you kind of you know start to hang with different people for different um um different things you may have in common but what you find is those those core common values don't line up so for me um, as time went on so 15 years ago you know, some of those friends that fell off, you know, we just had things in common. And that's, you know, for example, you know, I'm not running up and down the court playing basketball every day. So so therefore, my basketball friends, if they didn't grow with me in other areas, then, then you know, then they became associates. Um, <clears throat> for those for those men who, you know, did grow with me in, in different areas and or I grew with them 
in different areas or they encouraged me, you know, to grow in certain areas. Then, you know, we remain friends and, and that's how we built on uh on, on the capacity of that friendship. What what about you, Marcus? Fifteen years ago, where where were you at? Where where was your mind state and where was your friend circle like? I mean, my friend I mean, I got a unique situation, man. I just um the four that I still rock with, man, just um day one, I mean, should me and DeWan been hanging tough since seventh grade, second period, day one. Uh, and then, you know, came in contact with um <clears throat> other gentlemen, uh Jeff Drake, Devin, I mean, just to name a few. I mean, we still rocking, you know, I'm tough together as far as our just intermediate circle. Um, but I can go back to <clears throat> shoot, when I was in elementary junior high, man, I still got you know, friends I still keep kind of when I go back home and it's it's like shoot, we ain't missed a beat. So you know so 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 you got the same basic you keep you keep the same circle. Yeah, you man. Try it, to keep the same circle of close friends. Yeah. See the thing about me is man, I I have a I've I've always had an understanding of, of what a friend was versus what a family member is. You know what I'm saying? So I never really just put somebody in the category that they didn't belong. So if I if I consider you as a friend you know what I'm saying? That's should I ain't got to talk. I can not talk to you in six, 12, 15 months. When I talk to you, you know what I'm saying? 15 months down the road, like it's like we ain't missed a beat, you know? Uh, but with that being said, you definitely have your friends in different categories because I mean, not everybody you can take to the, to the business meeting, not everybody you want to take shoot to the park. So, you know what I'm saying? Everybody just because they can't go everywhere with you don't mean that they're not, you know what I'm saying? Your friend or somebody you rock with. It's just that they are designed to be in a different part of your life. So that's a good thing. So what you both get both what both of you guys said that I find interesting is you separate the difference between close friends and chess associates. What you got to. What is tell me what is the difference? What is what defines a friend and what defines an associate? Man, I just real quick, man. I just I just stick with the liquor, man. Real friends understand um, should that I'm me being me not talking to you or me not picking up the phone doesn't mean that I don't I don't care what you got going on or I'm not bought into you. It means just should I'm just taking care of business. Somebody that's an associate, they looking for you to tap into them, or if they ain't seen you in a month or something, they can be like, hey, man, you ain't you know what I'm saying you ain't holler at me. Then they're not gonna understand. You know what I'm saying? What are you trying to get to in life? Uh, so that's how you, you know, for me personally, that's how I separate the two. Somebody that can understand what you got going on and somebody who don't. People who don't understand, they don't need to understand. You know what I'm saying? And what, 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 is, what are you about to say on that, on the friends and associate definition? Well, <clears throat> I guess I can take a different turn, although I, I do agree with him on that um i'll take a different a different uh turn on that on that topic man for me um my friends my, my friends is someone who that uh, i'm willing to sacrifice for um and an associate would be someone that i'm just willing to give to um I, I i will i will sacrifice for my friends uh but i give to associates and so um with that and i guess you know because i, I always say it go back to my family dynamics and my family structure of, you know, um, coming up, I really didn't have many people to depend on. And so uh, <clears throat> for me, uh, with, with a friend, uh, being able to depend on a friend, you know, I, I would take the shirt off my back, you know, um, without a question. Uh, it's, it's a given. 
uh, versus associate, you know, I would probably I would probably give the shirt off my back with an associate, no doubt. But it would definitely be a choice, and I would I would probably have another shirt waiting to put on. So, the the difference for me with friends and and, and associates is um, one I would make sacrifices for it. The other one is just is just be a giver, you know, somebody that I wouldn't mind giving to. So how do you? So can you? So do you guys think you can be? progressive with negativity in your circle like do you know how like say you guys got four friends right you so say say it's you and four friends so it's five of y'all say three of y'all work two don't work the two that don't work engage in something that you don't do maybe like trapping you know what i'm saying and they be having all the wild shit that go on that comes along with doing that lifestyle is that something that somebody that's moving in a certain direction can have in a circle and still put and Man, still manage you know, or you know what I'm saying? Because like we all have friends that's probably doing some other shit or fucking up, you know what I'm saying? Or be into right. some weird shit. And it's like, how do you know when it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, how can you differentiate of being like, right. Oh, this is my close friend. And be like, man, this ain't good for me. Right. So, you know that that's a really good that's a really good question, man. Um, and I'll be honest, man. Um, I didn't really know how to how to separate that at a point in time in my life, man. And I go back to when I was in college. Um, I had a lot of men around me who I was willing to sacrifice for it, which I did sacrifice for, um, and also gave a lot too. Um, and, and as as the differences started to show. Um, I started to compromise on who I was. Um, I realized that my integrity and, and my character was beginning to be challenged and judged by the existence of other people. And that that also, you know, not only just from other people looking at me, but it also made me question myself because at times I may have knew better, I may have been doing better, um, but I was unable to exercise that because... Um, not not one to over overshadow or you know not one to um be indifferent you know than those around me but also trying to cater to the needs of people so that they can see an area of growth you know not not just for me but me to be an example for them and you know sometimes fighting those barriers uh like that with people you you know tend to rub off on you so negativity definitely could be a strong force um you know um which I'm thankful because there was some good men around who uh, uh, reassured uh, who I was, helped me to reassure who I was and reminded me of, of who I was, through just who they were, you know, and how we built our friendship. So an example of that could be I have friends who, you know, nothing was wrong with the hustle part because our life is a hustle. So, you know, whether you're selling dope or you're a pharmacy rep, you know, it's all it's all drugs you're selling. So as long as the hustle right, you know, it takes the same principles to make it. You know, one is just legal and illegal, and of course you risk incarceration and other things that may be associated with that. But if the drive is there, it doesn't matter the profession um, and, and how you uh, uh, build yourself up. So, because I learned that from, I learned my ambition and in, in understanding of hustle came from Street Cat. So, yeah, no, I'm talking really about more like the stuff that comes along with it. You know what I'm saying? And because, you know, you, you might find yourself in a position where, you know, you might find yourself in a position where, um, you have well, friends see, going been, to jail a lot. 
that's that's the that's or again that's where that that understand and don't understand come in at you know what i'm saying that's that's where the the associate and the friends come in because the friend is hustling you know what i'm saying it's out there just moving weight they understand that shoot i got a corporation that i'm building so you and i we can't be caught in certain situations because you you planned your risk when you walk up for your hustle i didn't plan that risk and i'm not knocking you i'm not trying to you know what i'm saying not be associated with you but there's just certain things that i can't find myself in position uh because of where i'm trying to go so i wouldn't necessarily say there's a negative to it uh it only becomes a negative when somebody don't understand what it is that what they got going on could bring you harm in what you're trying to do right because go ahead what you about to say what no i definitely would say i I agree to that you know and then another thing it just come down to boundaries like you know being being a man and being aware like you know as being a man you have to be aware so if i i mean if i have friends and being responsible if i have friends who sell drugs then i have to socialize with them in settings that won't involve me in that you know i'm not going to be riding with you while you got weed or you got drugs in your car i'm a i'm gonna drive my car behind you you know i'm not i'm not going with you to make your drops i'll meet you after that you know and so uh, it's one of them things where you really just have to have respect uh, uh, for your friends, but but also your friends have to respect where you at in life. You know, um, I have friends that's still in the streets. Some of my my best friends um, is is you know, I guess I won't say doing illegal activities, but you know, still in still in the streets in in, in some aspect. Um, but the thing is, is we have boundaries. Um, they understand where I'm at in my life and and. And the sacrifices that I made on my path, and I understand, you know, like Marcus said, the risk that they're willing to take, you know, and so I'm not willing to take those risks because, you know, I I'm over here, I'm over here, staying up wee hours of the night writing papers, and they stand wee hours of the night, you know, grinding, and that's all respected. But you know, as long as you know, one of us could respect the path of one another, we can still build on, you know, uh, the strengths of one another. And see, okay, so let's not say. A friend involved in street stuff, right? Let's say just right. an irresponsible friend. You know that friend that be calling you like, ah, oh, bro, let me hold five hundred because I'm short on my rent this month. You be like, all right, I got you. And then it's like, uh, let me hold three hundred, bro, because I fucking lost some money at the casino. And then it's like, oh, let me hold. And you like, wait a minute, bro. You know I be working, right? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know I be working, right? Man, and that's and, man. Now that's another subject. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, so we talking about like just. You know, how do you deal with those type of friends? Like, how do you deal with friends that maybe is more... With reality. Yeah. You got you to hit the reality, though. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to say because, you know what I'm saying, I haven't always been uh, the financial mindset that I had. I mean, I've had some slip-ups, but, you know what I'm saying, through... You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not going to say that I was just that irresponsible. I'm like, hey, nigga, let me hold 500, and I'm going to go, uh, nigga, put it, all on, put it all on red. Like, nah. That ain't, you know what I'm saying, that ain't what I'm saying, but, you know, through certain situations, I found myself, you know what I'm saying, in a financial bonds, and, um, and you know, the friends I do have around me, and just seeing them move, at some point, you'd be like, man, you know what, like, damn, I'm the weakest nigga in the crew, I need to get it together, and if it don't resonate to you, then, I mean, sure, that's just something, you know what I'm saying, personal, but the friends that I have, like, we, we got interventions with each other, we'll call a meeting in a minute and be like, hey, uh, Mark, you need to get together, or... Dewan, you need to get it together, or you know what I'm saying. We hold each other accountable, so it, it's it's having the understanding of where your relationship is with the people that you have around you, 
and knowing, shoot, they strength and weakness. I mean, you know what I'm saying? If, if it's a, uh, a, a, a situation that, that you having a weakness in, I'm not going to take you. Like, if I know, Joe, you got a problem with spinning at the mall, I'm not going to say, hey, Joe, let's go hang out at the mall, and I know you're irresponsible when we go to the mall. You know what I'm saying? It's just about, again, not putting your, your friends in that environment, but also, too, being aware of what your friends need from you, and also, too, just, too, just being real. Like, man, you, met, you fucking up. You know what I'm saying? There's no other way to put it. Like, you can't come to them with that understanding and with that conversation, then you're not as close as you think you are. Hmm. Right. And, and see, that's the thing. Uh, a lot of people um, in their friend circles and with other people, they lack communication. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't know how to communicate effectively. You know, a lot of our communication comes in the form of arguments, in the form of conflicts, more than it is uh, reach out and be like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? Because like when you try to, when uh, for some reason when you hold people accountable, they start feeling accused. You know what right. I'm saying? Like for some reason, when you try to hold somebody accountable, they feel accused, and then it turns defensive. You know what I'm right. saying? Then but it's the way, it's yeah, the you way know, you bring it to them. You know, honestly, man, and, and that's a good topic. And, and I can honestly say it, it don't necessarily happen too much with my tight circle of friends um, because we have all vested in one another. And another thing is that, you know, I really, I really can't, like I said, because of what I, what I consider a friend, you know, I make sacrifices for my friends. And so with that being, with it being a sacrifice, you know, it, it has to be, you know, worth that investment. So a lot of my close friends, man, we kind of move the same, but, the thing about it is that there's no question if there's in a time of need. Um, now, time of want, hey, you might, you might, you, hey, you might have to look around, you know, because we all men. So, but right. but time of need, you know, that that's different for me. Um, but you know, I have family members who, you know, I, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about taking care of, man. Like, and when I say taking care of, I mean paid the rent, paid the bills, you know, and 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 did everything I can do, and that was monthly. Um, only to find out, you know, but while I was doing that, I was trying to encourage them and give them the information on how to come up, but they never bust that mood to come up. So at, at, at a certain point, I had to have a conversation and, and it did, it did become like, you know, I, it turned negative. Um, it was almost like some, you know, it was almost like if I did nothing for them, but at the same time, you know, we, we're in a better space now, but, you know, for, for, for us, it, it, it just had to happen that way because, you know, people don't want to hear uh, constructive criticism. People don't want to hear, you know, hey, if I give you, if, if I pay your rent this month, but I say you need to go apply for these 10 jobs, like it's not that I'm trying to control you or be your, be in charge of you, but if I'm going to make the sacrifice, you got to make the move with me. So that way I know you don't end up in that position. And so that was one of the things, you know, with my closest friends, you know, um, it was like, you know, hey, you know, I'm about to bust this move. You know, bust this move with me because this is how you do it. This is the steps you take. This is how you get on. And then we own. You know what I'm saying? So kind of like going back to, you know, when Jay-Z said, you know, I put my niggas on, my niggas put their niggas on. You know, that's really that's really been the motto, like, far as I can remember. Like, and, and I mean that even when we was back, you know, back when we were sharing shoes in, in, in high school, switching shoes off and shit. Like, it's really been that motto. Like, and so... You know, with the men that I selected in my life to be my friends, you know, it is that man. It's you can't slip. Like, bro, what is you doing? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, what is you doing? Like, bro, you, you, we gonna get on you. So, you know, and that's the difference, you know, in the sacrifice. Like, if I can't get on you, or if my if my partner can't say, bro, look at here, bro, check your game, man. You out here leaking. You tripping over abroad? Are you tripping over this? Or you got to stack your money? Or nigga, if my if my partner say, bro, you know what I'm saying? I went up the street, you know what I'm saying? And they giving out meat boxes, nigga. Tell me why I ain't go up the street and get a meat box? For real, you though. know. And that's the and that is the loyalty to friendship with us. You know, with with, with my people is you know it ain't it ain't about it ain't about follow the leader because everybody they own leader. But we learned that the power is in following the leader. That's what make you the leader is making the best decision to follow the person with the right decision, you know. And so I I do that, and we've adapted that even with you know with with, with people that may not even be our close friends, just maybe just people that's right next to you. You know, if I see if I see you know if I see good, then it's of me to learn that good. You you feel me? Mm-hmm. So 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 how do you uh, okay? So how do we differ? Uh, how do we get between the uh, it takes a good follower to be a good leader. Yes. So how do you explain that to people that be like, well, how do I supposed to be a leader if I got to be a good follower first? Because you got to be a good listener to be able to be a good speaker. You got to be able to give, you know what I'm saying? You got to be able to receive directions to give direction. But a lot and, of people. See, go ahead. You, what you, you just sit on the key right there. You know, the, the, the key to leadership is following what the people want. See, I don't think nobody in here want to go to jail. I don't think nobody in here want to die. I don't think nobody in here want to be broke. So, you know what I'm saying? What do you want? You want If you want success, then you follow the, the lead for success. You know, there's spiritual guidance. You know what I'm saying? There's also personal guidance. And you just have the the no matter what, no matter what, you your own man. But if you, my pops told me a long time ago, man, if you, if you, if you shoot right, you can't miss, man. And that's that. That has always been the number one thing. So for me, anybody, I would say that that uh, the understanding of being a good follower in order to be a leader is that you you understand that no matter what position you in, right is right, you know. And you never turn your ears down to right. So you know, somebody can be like, you know what, would boy, you know, what I'm saying, but you be arguing too much. I might be like, nigga, no, I don't. But I took it to heart to know that they telling me I argue too much. So even though I may continue to argue, I'm still aware of what I'm putting out because they told me that. So when the time comes, I can not argue because I know that that would be a strength over whoever I'm around. Right, because you listen to, some, listen. yeah, you listen right. to the yeah of what people, what people have told about you. So, uh, so tell me this: when, what is it? Because it's a fine line between helping and like hindering. So like, right. how do you know when it's time? So how do you know when it's time to uplift somebody in your circle, than to let somebody in your circle go? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, you know, we have a homeboy or a homegirl, and we be like, man, you know, this my this my dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, my dog ain't got no place to stay, or like, no, nah, my dog don't got this or that, but this my homie, so they can ride off my plate. You know what I'm saying? And I could try to help them get on, but when does it come to a time where you got to be like? All right, I can't do this no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, where is that line at where you find that you aren't helping somebody? That you're just, you know what I'm saying? That you just what, a baby. When when the, the next time that you did it, the, the, after the first time that you've done it, and you did it the second time, and you see that they ain't made no move to improve nothing they got going on, 
that's when the time is right. to break tired. Because you just because all you're doing is enabling them. I mean, it's just like when you're growing up as a kid, man. It's it's only so many times that your parents was gonna be there to pick you up before they say, okay, like you falling now. It's time for you to pick yourself up. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing, man. Again, like I said before, man, and on the last time we was on the phone, man, it's just it's a lot of times we think that you know different situations we going through different situations in life. It's the same thing we've been doing as when we grew up as kids to when we became young adults to now we adults. It's the same thing. The only thing changed was the backdrop. You know what I'm saying? So um, what our parents did too, we got now we do it. All we doing is changing the relationship between the parties and in, in, that's involved. And now it's not a parent and a child, it's a friend and a friend, you know what I'm saying, or a friend and a, or a person and an acquaintance, you know what I'm saying? So if you, if you like Wood spoke to earlier, if, you help, if he was helping somebody out and he said, man, look, I got these applications that came across my email, uh, I need you to go fill them out, and they don't touch the applications, but they come to him next month like, hey, this is what my bill's looking like. And he's like, well, how many interviews you going? Like, I'm not finna, I'm not going to take care of you and my family. That's not my responsibility. And a lot of times, that's what we that's what we get in in the black community is is when one of us get on, yeah, we adopt that mentality. When one get on, we all on. Yeah, that's cool, but we get a misconception of what the own is. The own is not for me to keep going in my pocket, pulling out money to pay for your situation. My money is now my situation now that I'm on is to be able to put you in line to learn what you need to do. Like, teach you how man, to you know, teach you how to uh, one thing, catch the fish so you can eat forever. Is that how it goes? LeBron, LeBron is doing a hell of a Absolutely. job as of putting his folks on. You know oh what I'm man, saying? He, ain't he? He, he put them on. Put them. He get them through school. Give them their own business. He ain't going in his pocket to not. You want to get on where I'm at? Okay, cool. He, def- go, he definitely ain't funding no record labels. Here go your situation. Go learn his trade. Go learn his education. You come out here, a business go run it. No, you yeah, know what I'm he definitely got his people right. in the right position, though, for sure. And and definitely, man, I agree to that, man. It's about it's about sharing your wins, man. Um, you know, uh, like Marcus say, man, ain't nothing changed since we was kids, man. You know, I know this might be a little bit off the record, but you know, if, if it was a little thick, little broad back in the day, and you like, man, I want to get them, and your boy got them, you tell him, yeah, you know I mean, nah, bro, I ain't gonna lie, you do this, she go. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. You know, um, I've leaned on my friends to get everywhere I'm at in life, you know, um, and, and other people and other people I've learned. Um, I can I can tell you, you know, even how I met Marcus, you know, what I'm saying how I met Marcus. You know, we probably we probably argue for damn near 10 hours straight, you know, till we fell asleep in the morning debating, but sharing information. Um, right. And, and, and believe it or no, not, those same, those same conversations that we had back then is still relevant to this day right now. You right. know, they're, they're very relevant. And so it's just things like that, man, that wherever you win in that, you know, if, if I know if I can, I, I, you got to share the wins, man. It's no secret to the wins. It's no secret. Like, you know, that's one of the things like, you know, I see a lot of people when they when when even within their own circle, like they want to be that guy. They want to be. Hey, I was this. just thinking they, that they everybody want to be the man. <laughs> I was just thinking that, but I didn't even lie. Man. For for a lot of my life, and this is the truth, man. I've passed literally. I've literally passed my success to other men around me, bro. Like like an example of that. Just just saying, being simple. Like I could have had a new pair of shoes, but never worn. But let my boy wear them to the party. Shit like that. You know, I I could have had thirty thousand dollars stacked, 
but I never showed no money. I I I, I let my I let my bro show the money. I let my bro do this. I let my bro do that. And so everything is when I made a move to come off to college, I was the only one out of my circle that that came from where I came from. But I didn't about ten of my friends then came through after me. You know, but that's laying the blueprint. That's saying, bro, they doing this, they doing this, they doing this. Like, do this, this, do this, yeah, do come this. get this. They putting this together. Come man, get this, yeah. Right. So, you know, not everybody path is the same, man. And I get that. But at the same time, all I can do is give all I got. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't about it, it just the information go go far, you know. Um, if I run in the bank and I say, you know what I mean, bro, they they this how you work the loan. Man, that mean go in the bank and work the loan. You know what I'm really? saying? Right. And that's how we all get ahead, bro. So you I, know what but mean? this is what I learned since I've been out here. I run into a lot of people that always give me the, if you know it, why you ain't doing it. Right. <laughs> like, you know, like, and that's a bad mentality See, to have. It is. But that's what bro. a lot of people I run into. That's why my friend circle is so small. That's why I, I hang. I still, I'm not even in the same environment, but I still got the same friends out of town, in town. It's the same. Got the same few friends because when I run into newer people and then like you try to share a game, they always have a excuse why not to accept the game. Like, like man, you, you know, know it, it's a it's a it's a lot of misconceptions out there in the world, man. Like they are, the one that I just really just and again, man, I'm just a different type. I'm a different dude. I think differently. I think optimistic about certain situations. But the one that I just really can't really get with is that I can't I can't learn how to get money from a broke nigga. It ain't that I can't learn how to get money from a broke nigga. What I can't learn from him is how to keep it. But just to say that a broke nigga don't know how to go get money is a big misconception, man. So, you know, just speaking to that, Joe, what you were saying is a lot of times we got to, man, it, it's, it's crazy because we got to look the part where people want to go for them to listen to us. So if I ain't driving yeah. a Maserati, a nigga that want to go, that want to get there, he ain't gonna listen to me because I'm driving a Honda. But I can tell him how to go get one. But the fact that I'm not driving one, he's not gonna listen to me. And that's and, what I run into a lot. They want you to yeah. play the part, like. And but and it's it crazy it go, because my bad, it, because it's a guy that I cut, man. And I mean, he got he gross millions. And he told me he man he drive a regular truck. Now don't get me wrong, that nigga got cars. And he tell me he said, "Mario, I got cars and do all that." I said man but i don't wear that until i gotta go pitch a meeting or something because i gotta i just want to look and i said that last time you know what i'm saying i just gotta look for it and we just get caught in the 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 status man if we if we can get away from the status do you know how much your everyday nigga that you run into will be enriched with information it's just right we just can't get past the status and see you know i i got i mean and then i want to follow up to both of you guys with that man uh, and that go back to what 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 we saying Joe with that what you what you asking is it go right back to what I said about being a follower that's the leader man because you can't deny what's right man that's what separates the solid from the fake bro that's what separate the leader from the follower you can't deny what's right see you can sit up here and a bum I could be on the street and you know what a bum would be like boy you better go get your money See, I don't need him to have money to tell me to go get money. I would rather hear from the bum to go get my money than to hear from a nigga with money. Because somebody with money, nigga, you ain't going to give me no money. Tell me how you got the money then. But with the bum, I can look at his life and, and his whole life and an example why I need to go get my money. 
And you know something? So, Go ahead, finish. What you saying? No, so, you know, it's just always about you can't deny what's right. And people do that. That's why they can't get ahead. They, they like, how this nigga going to tell me how to do this and he ain't got this? Another thing is for the show, man, we living in a Facebook era. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't going to lie, man. Back when I was in school and younger or whatever, you know, or just younger growing up, period. You know, I was raised by I was raised by dope dealers, man. Players and pimps, man. That's that's who raised me. So being flashy was it was a thing, man. Um, not even being not even being hella extra, not even putting it on thick, bro. But nigga, I was in college walking around damn near with a with a hundred piece. I was I was about twenty some short than a hundred piece. Oh yeah, you no, no, yeah, we de we definitely was getting it on down there. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, man, I'm talking about hitting big though in college though, bro. Like, you know, was really you know being on some other shit. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time. You know, that shit wasn't nothing. But I'm just saying, like, being flashy. Now that I'm I a grown man. I think man, I had a Rolex at school. <laughs> I was busting yeah. a Rolly one year, nigga. Like, the fool. <laughs> I had a Seiko. Right. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. That nigga Marcus put my motherfucking, my motherfucking uh, uh, $1,500, $100 tires on flat, man. I let that nigga drive my car. He put my Pirelli, my, my, my four hey. seasons on flat. <laughs> I'll <laughs> That time cost $400. I was, I was sick, wait. But anyway, no. Hey, no, but no, this, yeah, this, this, this is a theory. I, this so, is this is a theory I came up with about why. That nigga watching them uh, documentaries. <laughs> yeah, this is a theory I came up with about why. Uh, the why it's like that. Why the people with money don't like to share where they're getting the money from. Why we don't pass around the each one teach one informational. Why we don't bridge that gap between each other is because I think that we have been trained to think and to be told that it's not enough out there for everybody or that you got to hold on to the little bit you got because the next person might, if he get a little bit, he might take it off from you and you don't have no more. You know what I'm saying? The idea that it's not right. enough it, wealth to spread around. But you know what, though? I think it's a, it's, a, it's, a lack, it's a lack of knowing yourself. See, that right. mindset comes from if I tell Joe my hustle, then I've just made Joe more valuable than myself. See, the thing right. about me is, like, I'm going to tell Joe, but Joe ain't that nigga that I am, though. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know what I'm saying? That's like Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice used to train a lot of motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? To run routes. But the nigga, ain't gonna, he nigga is not going to stop on a dime like me. You know what I'm saying? So, that's, why I never gave a, that's why I never gave a care about sharing information with people ever since I've been alive. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I know something, right. I always give it up to somebody. Like, hey, look, this is how you can do it, or this is a better way to do it, because I'm not worried about if you go get the meal, because evidently if I told you and you went and got the meal, I'm like, okay, bet, that worked. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's yep. good. Like, right. So, I, you know, like, I think it go back to, you know, people, people is, uh, you know, I, I really say, I don't even think it's so much as, you know, people wanting don't want other people to get money. It's more so the fact that they want the attention, man. They want the spotlight on them. You know, they want to be the ones. You know, um, and and that's what I found out even in the social media era. You know, I I've had friends like like 
you know, bro, you getting on here showing $30,000, bro, that ain't no motherfucking money, boy. None. Like, you know, like, right. nigga, if you, if you told me I had to live on $30,000, nigga, I got a problem, boy. That's why I be telling I got people. a real problem. I be telling people, like, don't be fooled by those big stacks of cash like Mayweather be showing and stuff. That's, that's, listen, if you got cash, a hundred thousand to a person that ain't never seen it can be a million dollars. It can be three hundred. It can be somebody can tell you it's whatever. But bro, right. real money, fifty thousand dollars ain't that much money. No, a hundred thousand. No, that's hey. not that much money. It's money for yeah, real. But to, I, nigga, you 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 couldn't pay me to quit what I do for fifty thousand dollars. That's what I'm saying though. But period. But somebody right, see you, somebody. You, I quit for a hundred. Yeah, I mean. For a hundred, I do a lot of different quitting this stuff. <laughs> for hundred, would you be gay for hundred? Nah, I ain't being at gay this for hundred. That's I need a little more than that. That's I need a little wild. more than that. Hey, but see the I thing mean, about it is though, man, that hundred go, that hundred gonna break down to ten. That ten gonna break right back up to one. It's gonna break back down to ten. I mean, that that's just my mindset. I'm gonna break it down and just it's gonna multiply and just re just keep right. revamping itself. Nah, I feel you, but you know my whole what 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 I was saying by that is just. You know, we in this era where, you know, niggas is, is showing $30,000. Niggas is oh, yeah, popping rosé bottles. Like, bruh, I'm not even making this up. I was drinking rosé, bruh, 13 years ago. It pulled hey. up in four with Gucci on 13, 14. I'm not making that up, bro. Yes, and I definitely I thought, understand. I thought I was yeah. tripping. I thought I was tripping when I seen them bottles. Cause I was like, damn, I mean, like, I just... Now, I ain't a nigga that got no, you know what I'm saying, no long paper. But I'm like... Nigga, I was holding them bottles too. Like, it, it, was I supposed to be taking pictures? I like, think so. No, no. So like, this what I, no, this what I just learned though. It was like a stretcher period in your in everybody life that we definitely could have used social media to clout all the way up. Hey, the air between I swear between two thousand and oh five, like they yeah. needed to right. so, like, oh man, what was the social media like? What right. was it then? Because, hey, I ain't going to lie, man. That same shit that they doing right now to be the man, bro, niggas was doing that shit years ago, bro. Like, years but ago. the thing about it is, the thing about it is, I look at it and it's not, I, I can I can understand a youngster doing it. Don't get me wrong. But, bro, it's men our age doing that shit, bro. And I'm like, you know, one of the things is, is like, I know some cats with, you know, I ain't talking about with no, with no, with no Floyd Mayweather money. I know no, just no hella millions, but I know cats that's really established, man. I'm talking about I'm talking about a few hundred thousand, man, playing with that shit, you know, and, and they good. But niggas ain't out here throwing money all over the internet and nigga, I don't even post my cars on the internet, bro. Does, does you think does that help or hurt? Like cause you know how uh like I talk to like older people, right? That's not in the social media, you know, and they'd be like, Well, like or I talk to some people, they'd be like, oh, I ain't got no Facebook or I don't got no IG. I'm like, you ain't got no Facebook and no Instagram. Man, my closest friends don't got IG or Facebook, bro. And see, now see, that's cool, but... Some niggas don't even be on social media. But now, when you doing certain stuff, can you live like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you taking away something from you experiencing certain stuff by taking the social media away from your life? You know what I'm saying? Like, because, like, for instance, Marcus. Marcus, you got to have social media. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and... Would you might not, but eventually you might have to because you do a right. lot of other stuff. You know what I'm saying on the side of your right. real estate stuff. And, uh, I mean, as far as business purposes, man, and, and all of that's cool. Like it just when you know when people get to putting now if you if you if you marketing your lifestyle for people to do business with you or something, that's totally different, man. That's 
That's smart. Now, part. now explain the difference between that and just doing stuff for the gram. Like you know what I'm saying? Because what you said is what famous people do, but regular people see it and think that it's something different. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't understand well, that they marketing the lifestyle. They think they just showing their real lifestyle. Like oh, like well, the thing is, is that. The the thing is that this nigga crazy. Like you know what but I'm saying? Was, like cause cause you got cause you got to think if you got so you know how you got all the IG models and stuff, right? All the right. the niggas on Instagram that's showing all the bread, trying to get the likes and trying to get the follows. That's not doing nothing. They don't. They not selling no music. They not. They actually right. doing illegal stuff. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like I I see a lot of people I know that be scamming and hustling, <laughs> but yeah. IG is their best friend. I'm like, how the right. because like, attention. Attention is like money, bro. Attention is like money, bro. Everybody wants some, bro. So you know, whoever whoever can have the most attention, then they 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 rule the crowd, bro. Period. Now, how do you separate yourself from that, though? How do how do y'all personally separate? Man, like I said, man, I had to I had to mature myself, man. And I'm gonna tell you a true honest story, bro. I'm this is a true honest story of what happened to me, bro. I, like I said, bro, I was in college, bro. Then they had almost a hundred stack, bro. I ran through my money. I checked my bank account, bro, my savings at Tinkers. Nigga, I had $4,000 and nothing to show for it. I had one one car that was totaled out. I had a Lexus, uh, a, a Jag that was, that motherfucking maintenance on that car was killing me, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I had four racks. And my whole plan was to save my money, bro. People don't know this, but, bro, I worked, 77, I, I worked 76 hours a week in school full time. And in the summer, I worked 94 hours a week. Grinding. A lot of people don't know that, but I stacked, bro. I stacked every check. I had to get checks reissued because I never cashed money. I used taxes and I used school refunds, and I stacked all that shit up, bro. That's a true story. But the whole plan was for me to graduate college, go home, help my sister out, and when, when I blew all that shit, stunting and fronting, bro, I had four thousand dollars, and that shit turned me into that shit sent me to depression, bro. And I asked God, I said, bro, if 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 I'm if I'm gonna handle my business from this point on in my life, I don't ever wanna be flashy, bro. I don't ever want the attention of, of money. I don't ever wanna be driven by money. I run it, just handle my business and be low key. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what I've been doing ever since. You know, I've been, you know what I mean, just stacking my money, just being low key. I don't want the attention because it it ain't worth nothing. You know, basically, like, you know, say it like this, like. The only people who, who who I got attention was niggas that didn't have nothing. You know what I'm saying? Now the people who had something, don't get me wrong, I was respected. You know, okay, you know, even by teachers like damn this young man doing his thing. But at the same time, bro, what blew my mind was I was driving the same car as the president, bro. But I was not living the life of that president, bro. I wasn't having the money that boy was having, bro. That's a problem. I saw that as a problem, so I even took it. I even took it up a notch. How the fuck I'ma have the same pants on that Jay Z got and I ain't got Jay Z money? True. You know True. I'm walking around with with Evisel jeans on and shit. I ain't got Jay Z money. Some so don't I'ma be a hundred thousand there, nigga, in Gucci. Everything I got on is Gucci, nigga. And this millionaire's got on everything Gucci. But this billionaire nigga got on an old navy hoodie. So I ain't nothing wrong with looking sharp though. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is. How you looking like a million and you ain't got a million, bro? That's the fakest shit ever to me. Uh, and that's that's true. Yeah, some people don't understand or grasp that concept of like, uh, for show and for dough. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
Marcus, I wanted to ask you since you are a, a newly uh, started company and a newly, you know, guided businessman, uh, how do you how do you deal with how do you deal with being like presented as like you got you know or, or do or let me ask you this with with everything having to be for show now do you find it hard to be a struggling new like working businessman you know what i'm saying because you work and you start your own company but you also right. got to show up for the events and your company is selling something a product that is a nightlife product you know what i'm saying oh uh, so, yeah man i mean when i show up man i show up and show out man you know what i'm saying i i, I look I look like I got it going on. Do you, you know find do you find it hard for being like a a working, like independent uh, entrepreneur? Like you know what I'm saying? Because that's a lot of things people don't understand. Nah. Being an independent entrepreneur, like being the guy that got on the plane himself and went to France. Right. You know what I'm saying? I like, mean, everything that I showed with, I got that through the hustle, man. I ain't getting none of that with with employee checks. I mean, I got that with being an employer. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have no problem with showing up. With the belts on and slacks and you know what I'm saying the suits, because should I did that through me, you know what I'm saying and and I let them know like man I, I'm trying to get to 200 bottles, you know what I'm saying so I can leave this establishment, you know what I'm saying the reason me going back to uh, to going to be an employee for somebody is just to make sure I had that secure plan B. Now don't get me wrong, like I'm still out here hustling, still trying to do what I need to do. I mean just recently, you know what I'm saying I moved out of my apartment, moved in. Uh, to my best friend house, you know what I'm saying? That's what, you know, again, I go back to having good people around you to believe in your dream that allow you to, you know what I'm saying, keep pushing. Um, but I mean, it, it definitely is something. I mean, because I mean, I even give like today, because I was just trying to hand up a little flyer out to uh, to a lady. Now, she was a black lady in the bins, whatever. I'm just picking my son up, so I got on flip flops, tank tops, really nothing fancy, you know what I'm saying, and picking up a piece for my son. And she waved me off like, I'm like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? I got to be dressed up, you know what I'm saying, and pass out the flyer. Like, you think I'm I'm another dude trying to send you a, send you, send you a mixtape? Yeah, for real. No, yes. <laughs> but it, it, it definitely is that, man. It's just like when, when, I, when I, like I said, man, when I go out, I mean, we joked about it before we came on air. Like, man, I throw on my glasses, you know what I'm saying, that if I'm going somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I dress up, but I know I'm going to promote. Marcus, are you covering the microphone with your hand? Uh, Thank you. I said, uh, I, I, I want to go in as non-threatening as possible. So, you know what I'm saying? I try to look the part of where it, wherever I'm going. Explain that to me, what you're talking about, non-threatening. What's, what make you threatening? Hmm? So, I mean, when you go into, like, a meeting, like I'm saying, like, I go in a meeting with glasses on it and, a, and, a, and the slacks and button-ups, it just it, it gives a person a different perception of, like, oh, he's a non-threatening. But if I come in there with a ball cap on, some tennis shoes, with the same message, they guard gonna be a little different. They're like, okay, so why he got those jeans and a t-shirt? Like, what's gonna happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't walk in no, I can't walk in no board meeting with a hoodie on. That's red flag. You know what I'm saying? But if I walk in that same oh, man, the same person with the same mindset delivering the same message, but is dressing it. Okay, better yet, nigga. On Christmas, you got two gifts. Nigga, one is neatly wrapped, one is beat up. They got the same gift in there. You naturally gonna gravitate to the one that's wrapped up pretty and presented in the best way possible, but not knowing that you the one that's beat up got the better gift in it. It's just the way that things are presented to you that makes it more inviting for you to want those that situation. Hmm. Right. I I will say, man, that when I 
when I'm saying looking like a million, I'm not talking about, you know, the way we present ourselves or carry ourselves in dress. I'm talking about walking in with a whole damn Gucci outfit on. Your your right, whole Gucci man. outfit costs cost thirteen thousand dollars and you got two bands in your account. Like or I'ma even take it up a notch. Your whole outfit costs thirteen thousand, but you got fifty thousand in your account. So you mean to tell me you got a quarter of your 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 whole savings on, nigga? Like that don't make sense to me. Nah, yeah. So it's not it's not a matter of looking and nothing wrong with ain't nothing wrong with having nice things either though. I I wanna make that perfectly clear. But I'm talking about when you talk I'm talking about when it's driven by a lifestyle. So you know when when this is all you want to show, this is all you doing it for. Like, but you ain't got shit. Like, you know, kind of the same concept. Like you driving the bins, but nigga, you pulling up to an apartment, and I ain't talking about I ain't talking about an apartment apartment. I'm talking about an apartment. So is I ain't it, talking about a New York apartment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talking about a condo in a high rise. You talking about a, <laughs> you talking about centennial? <laughs> Yeah, exactly, man. Like, you know, those those things don't add up, man. So, you know, I definitely wanted to make that clear, man. Ain't nothing wrong with, you know, looking apart, man. I I mean, I have to do that every day, man. So, so I definitely understand. So, when when y'all talk about, okay, let's let's talk about fashion and expenses and finances real quick. Uh, Right. These belts driving everybody crazy, three hundred dollars a pop. These shoes. $500 Five hundred dollars a pop, a thousand dollars a pop. They ain't even letting us get them for two seventy five. I remember when products used to be two twenty five, two fifty. You go get some products now, they done went up. Like yeah. I'm like, <laughs> how does they go yeah. up? You go get them now, they want three seventy five for the low top. I'm like, man, what is going on now? How do, how can you, what would you take to somebody you know maybe young and coming up, right? Uh, like I got little nephews and stuff, and everybody be influenced by the culture. You know what I'm saying? By the fashion, right. everybody want to wear the Yeezys. But what about when you can't afford to wear them? When you can't afford to wear the Gucci and the Louis and the Yeezys, how do you still stay motivated? And how, like, what is some of the game you can give them on how to still look presentable and how to still maintain? I'm gonna up? tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Man, what, look. One thing about me, man, I'm a sharp individual. You know what I'm saying? I ain't. I ain't even. Just toot my thing, uh, but when I what I will say, a lot of people say, "Hey man, where you go? Where you where you shop at?" And I, my response to them be one of two things: either I say it's a gift, or I, I tell them if I if I tell you, you not even gonna go to them stores because where I go, I go to a store and go to the clearance rack. You know what I'm saying? And I yeah. get stuff together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I I just I didn't buy my first. Um, Jordans or shoot my first pair of Gucci shoes and belts and all that to just nigga two years two three years ago nigga I'm 34 so it was never to me about having the 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 most the most popular thing that's out there because I never want to look like the nigga sitting next to me anyway but you got it but do you, do you know any young boys out like right now no teenagers man they can't even get a break as soon as you turn your head it's like yeah, like they almost a, like I got a so, young nigga right now they got some red bottoms nigga that catching a bus like, or something or can't like or asking for you know or like, want to get a nigga, ride or you something asking, you asking yeah. for a ride nigga but you got red bottoms yeah nigga, how is you how is so, and like I swear if I go to another high school out here and I see another group of gang belts around this like I mean everybody you gotta have a belt to be in this gang nigga I mean it's yeah. like I, I'm looking at like nigga where's you niggas getting these belts from. Like who your parents is buying you three four hundred dollar belts, or is you niggas working in the summertime just to be able to buy one belt? 
Yeah, all that combined in one. <laughs> and they out here, they out here taking belts, taking people lives for it. And we and we generalizing belts, but we talking about all that designer shit. You know what I'm saying? We talking about stuff. That's that right, man. I think, I think, man. I, I ain't gonna lie, man. I gotta say what what Marcus said, man. I I'll be honest, man. I went through so many different phases, man. Especially being from Richmond, man. You know, I come up, I come up in that '90s era, man. That that Mace era, man, where you know you had to dress right off the mannequin. You know, you might only had, you know, um, $200, $300 to go school shopping. So a lot of that part is why, why I probably picked up selling dope. You know what I'm saying? It's because it just it just was a whole lot of social pressure. And, you know, I never forget, man, going into the stores, buying a, buying an outfit right off the mannequin, turning around, buying a Jordans. Nigga done spent $500 on an outfit and some tennis shoes. And then I, I, I knocked this chick, man, and, um, man, she, saw, she taught me the clearance rack game. You know, and then Steve Madden's came along, and I was able to, I was able to work my jelly, man. <laughs> I was able to work my jelly, so you know, I was thankful for that game, man. Um, and then when I went to school in West Oakland, man, all them cats, all them cats out there, they wore his Old Navy and Gap. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a little Banana Republic. So you know, I'm coming from Sean John Fat Form, boy. They breaking my pockets. So when Oakland saved me because I was able to go in Old Navy and spend like twenty dollars on some jeans, you know what I'm saying, a little hundred dollars on a leather coat, and I was, you know what I mean, right in the mix of it. You know what I mean? Good. So, you know, of course the throwbacks came in and all of that, man. And I, I spent a lot of money on clothes, but you know, I will say, man, um, that clearance rack, man, you don't you just gotta have style. It don't cost to look good, man. man. I tell people that all the time. It don't. You just got to have style because, you know, I and, and another thing. I started to realize, I started doing what the girls liked. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, uh, I'll i tell you a story about Marcus. I used to have these shoes called some Cole Hans. They was raw as hell. One of my favorite When nobody brands. rocked, where my Cole Hans at too, Marcus? You probably still got them. You Wait. know what I'm saying? The most, the most rundown shoes you gave me, nigga. And them, <laughs> about them brand new, nigga. Them, them shoes is not brand. This nigga swear he gave me everything brand new. This the, oh, hey, listen, this one the most thoughtful, like giftful niggas I know. Nigga give it away. Nigga let me drive some brand new tires across all. I swear to God, the motherfuckers is brand new. He said the most giftful, forgetful. This nigga asked me to wear my Cohans, bro. You didn't give it all away. You got anything, nigga, left? Well, Seven about to so, drop, so he about to be Cohan. He about to be able to buy a lot of Cohan. Get this nigga to Steve Madden's, nigga, with the H on the side. Hey, hey, so, so I ain't give you no Cohan. No, you didn't take my Cohans. I didn't give you shit. Nigga, you gave them to me, nigga. They oh, I did not, boy. I, I still think about them black Cohans. Nigga, them black. Definitely wasn't black. They definitely wasn't black. They definitely wasn't black. You didn't give him the black. The red ones? Yeah, you gave him the red ones, but they wasn't no black ones, though. He okay. Like, and he like, okay, they might not have been as new. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said the red ones. He was like, oh, okay. He was like, right. yeah, well. Okay. Because I, I had a few colors, man. I had a few colors, but, you know, <laughs> I remember the chicks being on the Kohans, though. Yeah, Before they were. Before he gave it to me, he got his money worth. Cohans was big back in Detroit when I was young too. Like that's that you know what I'm saying. I'm rocking the Cohans, you know. He he lied talking about they was run down. That nigga ain't about to wear no run down shoes. He jogged. Hey, I was happy as hell when my cousin gave me his hand me down. <laughs> nah, hell no, bro. <laughs> them, hey, them motherfuckers are still like new on everything they was, bro. <laughs> hey, Marcus, Marcus hey, and Jones, you I ain't up, boy? Nigga gave me this shirt right here though. Hey, you is I so, so boy. Hey. <laughs> 
Hey, hey I know you. Been, I know y'all just listening. I ain't saying that. Like, I'm not saying that because I'm not saying that. Like, nigga, I didn't, like I be just giving you shit or I shit. I'm not saying it like that. I'm talking about them cold You never gave them back to me, boy. Them motherfuckers was raw. Hey, nah, but look, <laughs> hey, no, but but just how y'all talking about like. You helping out your friend be fresh. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, you know, nowadays you can't really get Man, nobody. Man, Marcus been fresh. He was fresh then. No, but I'm talking about no. I'm talking about you know just like the love. You know how we grew up different from how it right. is now. Right. We grew up like I wore my homeboy brother pants like through half of high school one right. time yeah, one yeah. year. <laughs> right. Like with the with the with the iron marks on them and stuff. But like nowadays, kids don't like to even be told that it's hand me down. You know what I'm saying? Right. They be like, huh? no, they hey, don't. I ain't never gonna lie, cause like I, my son, like now, you know what I'm saying? My son was blessed, you know what I'm saying, with a lot of stuff that he was getting through, like you know what I'm saying, baby showers and all stuff. I mean, nigga had stuff that got tags on it. He just couldn't even get to, like, and I got about the nigga like four pair of uh, Lebrons, and the nigga he grew out of them before he could even put them on. Yeah, he jumped his like, ass. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, so. Like with that mindset of like just man, I'm at least I'm a regifter, but I be thinking consciously like, dang, I wonder if they even like do hand me down. Like, are, are they gonna be offended if I ask them? You know what I'm saying? Do yes. they want these clothes? People do. So you know what I'm saying? The, the generation and the mindset of, for me has definitely changed because nigga, I had a homeless person. Day, nigga, I tried to donate some clothes. A homeless person went through the bag. Nigga grabbed out two shirts and threw the bag. I'm like, what the fuck? I had to get yeah, back out and get the clothes. Like it's definitely clothes. changed, man. Because I mean, I just like I said, man, I just second guess a lot of stuff because I don't want nobody to be offended. Like trying to tell them that I don't, I think they need, you know, what I'm saying help with dressing or I know they can't buy no clothes. But you shoot, think- back in the day, nigga, man, this nigga Dewan still get on me today, nigga, for me wearing this Wilson leather coat that my auntie gave me for my cousin, nigga. Shoot. <laughs> You were, you wasn't. I mean, nigga, Wilson was the leather. Like, nigga, if you had a Wilson, nigga, you was on. You know what I'm saying, nigga? It's hundred, hundred degrees, but nigga, I'm wearing this this leather coat, nigga, because yeah. nigga yeah. got straps and this drawstring in the middle, nigga. I'm killing niggas, and it got a hood on it. Oh, nigga, I'm going to school. You so, know what I'm do, do do you think people are too sensitive now when it comes to like too prideful for help, or too, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, do you think that's yes. the thing? Like, people are too prideful for help or to ask or to be like, I'm in need because everybody feel like everybody's supposed to get it. Uh, I was talking to some friends about rap. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm a rapper. And I was talking to uh, some friends about the music industry. And I was like, man, it's almost nowadays. You can't even be a struggling artist. <laughs> they want you to come in already on. Like, how did you already get rich? <laughs> like, and, then that, and then people be like, well, like, cause I see, I be, I, uh, I go to open mics and stuff, and sometimes I be seeing rappers. I be like, "Are you here to to perform or sign somebody?" I'm like, "Cause you don't look like you, <laughs> you look like you already lit." He right. like, he like, no, I'm here to do open That's, mic. Like, why? Man, people, like, we live in an era, man, where people are afraid to, people are afraid to just be normalized, man. Like, everybody want to be, everybody want to be the guy, man, and that's why I don't want to be the guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, because it, it's so saturated with, with bullshit. Like, you know, you don't know what's what. Like you just said earlier, niggas is hitting scams. You see a nigga counting $100,000, you thinking that boy life on. You know what I'm saying? But the nigga, the nigga done hit licks, bro, and, and then he fall off. He go to jail and fall off. Like, boy, your life ain't really popping, but you ain't on. You, 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 just, you just hit. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Like, I... I don't understand people, like and, people and like people be confusing is, people be confusing 
lumps of stuff for longevity. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. People see stuff like, like, yeah, I'm lit right now. It's like, bruh, the shit you did just to get lit for this last month probably going to take you down in three more months. Like, and you right. ain't doing nothing to further, yo, you know That's what I'm what saying? I'm like, further establish nothing. It ain't like you buying up properties. It ain't like you going to bust million dollar moves after you done made the 50 or nothing. Like, you just chilling. Spending, man, like, right. the money. like I said before, man, the, the hustle still the same, man. It's just a backdrop change, man, because, true, back in the day, <laughs> Nigga, you couldn't you couldn't go to school with hoes in your jeans. You know what I'm saying? Niggas don't look at you like you ain't got no money. Everybody that was, you know what I'm saying? That was straight, no hoes, no dirty, no ashy, needed nothing. Like you was good. Now, nigga, nigga, you ain't got no. If you ain't got no hoes in your jeans, or you ain't, you know what I'm saying, ripped up, you ain't, you ain't got nothing. You know what I'm really? saying? So that changed the flash yeah. of it from, you know what I'm saying? Your your clothes was was clean, but the money was was kept a secret. Now you got hey. the hoes and the ashing jeans, and that you know what I'm saying. So, hey, we just had this conversation yesterday, man. I was talking to uh, talking to some of my uh, partners, man. You know what's crazy is culture really play a big role in it. Like I say, I'm from Richmond, man, from the South Side, and I swear, bro, it was so much social pressure. Like going back to kindergarten, like I ain't lying. Like if you didn't have the shoes, you wasn't you wasn't about the niggas wasn't talking to you. Like you know what I mean? Is that everywhere, you, or is that just in our community? No, no, but it, I can't even say it's just in every black community because it, when I it, got to West Oakland, I got everywhere. to West Oakland, I, I met niggas. I'm not even, I'm not putting this on thick. I knew youngsters walking around at the school with $10,000 with nappy ass hair with dirty ass jeans on, bro, but they was balling, bro. Them niggas was in high school having dope money. Them niggas was having money. Them niggas looked dirty, but them niggas was balling, bro. And I'm like, damn. Like, you know what I mean? Like the nigga Keek say, man, all in the dough with the nappy-ass fro. Where I'm from, nigga, you couldn't even have nappy hair. Nigga, you had nappy hair. It was, nigga, you gotta be freshly tapered, boy. You yeah. better be to the ways and butter, man. Nigga, so that's I think, fangs, Yeah, like I said, bro, in Oakland, they was wearing old navy jeans and Gap. You and, couldn't tell them boys nothing. And, and nowadays, all you need is a nappy top and, like, a, a taper right here, a high yeah. taper, and then you straight. Man, that's crazy. I can't walk around with that shit. I gotta get this. <laughs> yeah, nigga, can't nigga, walk around with that shit that he got on his head. That nigga got that. He got that. Uh, <laughs> the A rap here, nigga. Hey, so look, so look. I wanted that. I wanted that. <laughs> that nigga got that backwood here. Hey, that nigga look like he smoked backwood. So look, so look. I had this topic that I wanted to ask y'all too about. Since y'all too dark skinned we all dark skinned brothers. I'm more like a lighter nah, Martin. He black. I'm more like a, I'm more like a lighter Martin. I knew it was coming. I'm more like, like a lighter Will Smith kind of brown, but I know you. What? I said I'm more. I'm more like a, I'm more like a Will Smith kind of light brown kind of. More like a uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff, nigga. No, I'm just. <laughs> no, that's because the lights low. I'm I'm like a little bit lighter than Sh like a little bit darker than Shaman Moore, like you know what I'm saying. Hey. <laughs> So who is writing for this nigga, man? <laughs> what? Hey, who writing for you? No, but we all the what? same. We all same. We all are together in this. Wait, you know, I'm just Will Smith and Shamar Moore. They probably like, but who is this nigga behind the mic? <laughs> I, I, I said I'm in the middle. I'm like, I'm like. Hey, y'all. I just want to let all y'all know. Just listen to uh, a couple of shows Sunday morning with a couple jokes. This nigga got a face for radio, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nah, look, look. So no, this is what I wanted to ask y'all. I don't know if y'all seen uh if y'all be watching Vlad TV, you know, because I know y'all busy, man. But Watch um, who? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this nigga say Glad TV. No, nah, Vlad TV. Vlad. It's a it be on the internet. Shut up. Listen. So, hey, nigga, let me Google this shit. <laughs> yeah, so Vlad TV, man. Yeah, so anyway. On Vlad, Vlad do interviews. Uh, Vlad used to be a DJ. He he uh, hosts a website now, and he be doing interviews and stuff. And he interviewed, this was big, like, in the media, like, last month. It was a boy on there. He a rapper from Orlando named Glock 9. Real black, black. He's uh, really dark-skinned. You know, like. He, yeah, I, I heard about this, yeah. So, yeah. So I heard he, about this. So, they asked him, uh, and he said, you know, he was telling uh, Vlad, he was like, man, I, I date lighter skinned women because I ain't trying to have no kids be dark as me. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I want my kid to be this dark. And everybody gave him some like black backlash and flack for it. Like, man, you know, uh, you need to love yourself more and, and stuff. And like, why you hate your blackness? And he was like, nah, y'all don't understand. He was like, this ain't normal black. He's like, I'm black as shit. <laughs> he was like, shit. He's like, y'all don't know what I went through being this black. He was like, so I'm going to date a a lighter skinned woman so my kid can be a little bit lighter so he won't have to go through what I went through being this black. A lot of people jumped on him and, and was making comments about self-hate and about, you know, like love yourself and you shouldn't feel a certain way about that. Uh, you two brothers being some dark of dark skin cloth. Uh, how do y'all feel about somebody making a comment like that? Do y'all feel like this self-hate or do you feel like it's personal preference? Because I heard some people being like, well, I only like to date a certain certain type of chick. So that's my preference. So if I want to be like, I want to date a lighter chick for my kid to be lighter, that's just on me. That's like people that be like, oh, I like, I want a mixed baby. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's weird and everything. I'm a different uh, nigga, man. I, I'm going to say that to no ends, man. I'm a different nigga, man. I ain't no nigga can come and tell me anything about my skin. I ain't, nigga, I go get nigga nigga the the darkest one nigga the one is nigga that winning all the high and go see games nigga and have a baby by her nigga, it don't matter it's just what you put it's what's instilled in them mentally man my son matter of fact my son today was like uh they asked somebody to push me son don't let nobody ever put their hands on you you tell them you get their hands off you and then you go tell a teacher you know what i'm saying it's just about instilling that confidence like man i was the littlest dude on the court you know what i'm saying i mean it's coming up i'm little i ain't never been big but what, ain't nobody finna push me around. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody finna, I ain't finna be like, oh, I'm finna go give me a 6'1 woman so when my son or my daughter come out, <laughs> nigga, they ain't gotta go through the backlash of being short. Like, what? Get the fuck out of here. So, now, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> you fuck, you fuck no, wrong. Man, I wouldn't. No, that's what I'm asking. I wouldn't like, necessarily. Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead, Wood. Go ahead. Nah, nah, you go ahead, bro. You so, no, nah, what I was saying was, I was saying, like, so does that. It what you saying it being dumb is that like it's being dumb and like he shouldn't feel that way is that a bad mind state to have or nigga he need better role models nigga in his life that could be true <laughs> nigga, no he got he need god parents nigga he didn't have no god parents growing up <laughs> that nigga stupid <laughs> right I mean you know one of the things is man it's kind of it's 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 a sad situation man um. It's a very sad situation, man, because I don't necessarily want to call it self-hate, you know, because, uh, you know, or, or the lack of self-awareness, because he definitely understand, you know, his strengths and his weaknesses. But at the same time, man, it just goes to show you how impactful society could be. 
and, and how some people don't get a chance to ever really, you know, be themselves because of the pressure of society. This, the guy who said this, he a kid. He, you know, he like a teenage rap guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, he ain't. Like, you know, you said you, you between Will Smith and Shamar Moore, but you like really between. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga between Whippy, Whippy Goldberg. You really between Whoopi. <laughs> <laughs> you really between Whoopi. You really between. You really between Whoopi and Suge Knight, though. I ain't gonna lie. Lightweight, though. Nah, <laughs> you know nah, hey, nah, nah, but, nah, nah. I might, I like, you know. Nigga, we're we gonna fire whatever, your wife. Whatever you society you say, <laughs> it go back to part, man. <laughs> you know, whatever society say is it, man. You know, um, a lot of times it's hard to differentiate from that, man. So, you know, people growing up, people grow up, you know, thinking, you know, like I had some cat. I, I ain't gonna lie, I grew up. I didn't realize how dark I was to probably. Shit, till I got in college, I thought I was, I thought I was brown skin. Sorry, <laughs> wait, but but guess what? What's wrong with you two niggas? Hey, I didn't know. I didn't know. I don't know. Maybe something wrong with my eyes because I didn't. I didn't know I was as dark till I seen a picture without the reflection on me. I'm like, God damn, boy, I'm pretty dark skin. I'm a pretty dark skin brother, man. But then you know, at the same time, all I kept hearing was dark skin was in. So you know, nigga, you, you know for a while, nigga. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. And you know, I realized like all the light skinned cats was soft. So I'm like, I definitely don't want to be one of them niggas. So <laughs> that's you ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm like, you know, I'm chocolate with a nice smile, man. Wavy on top, man. I'm good uh, to go. No, so, but, yeah, but no. So look, no. the best complexion you could be. So no, but this Shit. is the thing, though, right? Say, say wood. Say you. Say when you was younger, right? You know how we tease. got a bright-ass light on, too, though. <laughs> you know how we be teasing each other, right, in the hood? You know how we grow up teasing each other, so roasting, and, roasting each other and cracking on each other. Is it wrong for somebody to get such a hard time growing up that when they get older, they be like, I don't want my kid to go through that? Is that Ain't that the same thing as, like, trying to trying to better your kid life in, a, in such a way, maybe? You know no. what I'm saying? Like, I'm just Because the out. world is harsh. The world is harsh, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? The so is, is, is he wrong for thinking that? Is he wrong for being like, look, man, I grew up hella black. Like, I'm see, dark, dark. I don't want no part, kid dark, dark, too, to have to go this through. This is the part that he felt, you know, not to be mean like that, but this is the part that he failed to realize the nigga ugly. So the worst thing you could ever be in, in the United States of America is a light-skinned ugly nigga. That's a waste <laughs> of light skin. Like, like that's... That's hella fucked up. Like, so he had to have a light skinned baby, but but he gonna be ugly as fuck. So, you know, like I rather the nigga just be dark skinned. Maybe he could get an excuse for being ugly, but but that nigga, you light skinned and ugly is over with. Think about all the light skinned girls who ugly. Boy, you like, damn, she was supposed to be raw. It so, didn't happen. Boy. <laughs> so no, because what I was trying to figure out is. Where's the line between self-hate and self-preference, like personal preference, when you talking about yourself, you know? That right there, when you were like, oh, I don't want uh, my baby, my child to grow up like this because of the lifestyle they will live versus saying that, I, you know what I'm saying, I, I like an athletic body, you know what I'm saying, I like a wavy type hair or... You but know like, no, but say if you was a hooper, right? Say if you was a hooper and you was 6'1". You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't be like, and you, you was like, man, you know something, I'm, I'm going to have a baby by a chick 6'2", so that way... 
you know, it can might can be the well, next. My nigga used Brown. to say that about football because he we wanted his son to be tall enough to play football, so he was gonna get with a tall girl. But he, is that wrong though? Is that wrong? Huh? No, that ain't wrong. You yeah, it's wrong because the simple fact is that nigga can still come out short. Or I mean, or but is that wrong? Is that being weak as fucking hoop? But is that is that wrong for you to be? Is that wrong for you to be in that mentality to be like, I want to pre? You know what I'm saying? Because that's what everybody keeps saying about you got somebody playing for them instead of them instead of them fulfilling their own purpose, man. And ain't nothing wrong with influencing and you know getting your kids involved or wanting the best for your kids. But you know, man, first of all, man, even and I'm saying this just recently. To experience myself of being a, a parent, man, having a child is a blessing, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a that just to, to have life itself, like to create life, that's a blessing, bro. I ain't got I don't give a damn about all that stuff. So, you know, and the reason why I can say that is because I'm looking at the life. I'm not looking at what society, you know what I'm saying, talking about. I don't give a fuck about that. Like, you know, now I'm not saying, you know, now if you said I, I'm I'm about to go hard because I don't want my child to be in poverty. Or I don't want my I don't want my kid to have to deal with certain you know constraints to this world. But as far as look go, man, I see a better bitch every time I open my eyes. I don't know what the fuck to say about that, <laughs> man. For real, it's, hey. it's always somebody finer than somebody. So so this one I wanted to ask you guys. So both of you guys are we all are fathers and stuff. And um, hey, I got a question too after after you get this one. Go ahead, go ahead, ask the question, Marcus. Nah, go ahead. I got. Because we said we talking about kids, though. I just got a question I want to ask y'all. Okay. No, but, but I was kids. about to ask y'all, as being a father, as being older, as being a person that's knowledgeable and aware of their maturity, of you maturing to an older, established man, what what do you guys define a man? Man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Do y'all have a definition or Hey, so here's what I do have. But I, I'm gonna let, I want Wood to take this first. But this is what, this, this my little my little thing. There is no such thing as a real man to me. You either a man or you're not. I will say that, but I want to hear what Wood got to say on, on that, though. Man, you know, one of the things that, as far as myself, man, um, the the way that I define manhood, and this and this is for myself, man, is someone who can take their flaws, admit to their flaws, uh, and live every day to to conquer those flaws, not to become perfect. But every day is a every. It's all about growth. Um, so when you can look in the mirror and be totally honest with yourself. So we talking about we talking about um, we talking about being dark skinned We talking about how you look, even down to your ex, external to your internal. You know your your biggest deepest darkest secrets. You can look in the mirror. You know and be aware of that. You know uh, self awareness. You know like I said, somebody might be like Wood man. You argue so much. I have to face that, you know, not necessarily just for somebody else, but for myself, man. So self-awareness, you have to have that in growth, man. Um, that's what it's all about. That's what define a man. Like everything comes in, in perspective in your life to where it's about growth. Like I have to conquer whatever my, 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 my flaws are. I'm living to conquer my flaws, you know. And the thing about it is every time you grow a notch, you discover a different flaw about yourself. You know what I'm saying? In, in ways that you can conquer. And so it's just about self-conquering, man. That's how I look at it. You know, um, I don't, I don't want to be, <clears throat> I don't want to be short on no end. Not to say I got to know everything or nothing like that. But as far as myself, you know, what I'm saying, just that's what it's about, man. So, you know, the reason I was asking that is like, 
so do you think a part of being a man or becoming a man or embodying the like Marcus said, being a man, not a real man, just a man, uh, is right. how you treat women. Is yeah, that an so, important part? It, my mine definitely is uh it's just being responsible, uh respectful, uh being accountable and being um you know what I'm saying, being a provider. You know what I'm saying? And knowing what that means. You know what I'm saying? Understanding your role. Like, a lot of times we, we grow up, like, a man got to protect and provide and all, and all these things that's drilled into it. But everybody is their own man. You know what I'm saying? So, at the end of the day, me being a provider doesn't mean that I'm the breadwinner in my household. Me being a provider, me being the man in the house doesn't mean that I'm, I'm the mindset behind how the money gets spent. If my wife is a better financial planner, and me being a man in the household knows that that's the road that I need to allow my wife to take so that we don't fall short of where we need to be. It just It's not always about being in control. It's not always about running everything or, you know what I'm saying, it's just about being accountable and just understanding your strength and your wife's strength and how to marry those two strengths together to make that unit work. You know what I'm saying? That's what, to me, that's what embodies a man when it comes down to it as far as from a partner's standpoint. Now, just from an individual right. standpoint, uh, it's just, again, about being accountable. And, and like Wood said, it's just about knowing growth. It's not about, you know what I'm saying, trying to hide your flaws or trying to hide the hand through the rock. It's about knowing that, okay, the repercussions came from throwing the rock. Okay, now I learned from that. Now let me move on and not throw the rock again. You know what I'm saying? So it's about, like you said, just learning from your mistakes, learning from your path, learning from your history to make your future even that much brighter. So, because I wanted to know, like, uh, can you be a man and still be disrespecting women? No, absolutely not. <clears throat> so, absolutely not. So, in women in general, <clears throat> yeah. So the 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 thing about it is, man, um, there there's levels, there's there's levels to to being a man, and and you know, <clears throat> I had to find that out out my uh, self because. Again, I always used to think, you know, a man was about being responsible and it was about having your own stuff, about handling your business. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Those are those are our qualities, but it's not the essence of being a man. And the reason why I say that is because it go deeper. It go deeper than that, um, because you have to grow wherever your weaknesses is that you have to you have to strengthen yourself in those areas. So. I don't think you can be a man if you disrespect women, but I also do believe that we we human. Now that could happen. That could be an area of growth that 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 you need to grow on. The the problem where you cannot become a man is if you disrespect the women and you don't see no no problem with that, and you don't see that that's something that you need to fix within yourself. Can I be so? The, can I be a grown man have all my stuff? Okay, okay let me. Just, can I be a successful man? In this world today, and be a pimp, and be a pimp. And you know, man, you know that's a you know, man. And that's honestly, a touchy subject, especially from being out here and growing up out here. I know for my friends that grew up out right. here in Northern California, because most of your family, so, friends, and good, and the guys that raised you. Hey, see that. So me, here's the thing, man. I'm no. See, back in it was what about a year ago? I did a topic on this, man. Uh, it was on Fresh Fridays, man. I did. Uh, pimp mentality versus a player mentality. And you got to understand from a pimp, <clears throat> now just taking, you know what I'm saying, just the actual description away from it, what it is, what it is that he's, his job description, 
But what it is, though, a pimp going to put you in a position to win for yourself and for him. You know what I'm saying? So it can be because if, if that's something that you want to do, and that's something that you see as a way of means to, to provide for you and your, and he just putting you in a position to win, then, yeah, you can be that way. But now he just going out just manipulating folks and not really being a pimp, just being a player, then, nah, you, I don't think you can be. But, I mean, we, we like to – we like to use the pimps and the prostitution as a negative situation, but at the end of the day, too, that's just the way uh, them feeding their family, and that's all that they know. I mean, just again, like, I'm not gonna knock nobody that's out here just pushing, just moving weight. If that's all they know, that's all they know. They're a body of their environment. We talked, we touched on that, you know what I'm saying, last time that we did the interview. Uh, and a pimp is just, he providing protection, providing the, the avenue. It's no different than us being in, see, the thing about it But is, see, the thing is, we know it, but see. Let me tell you. The thing that we forget is that we all have been prostitutes in our own careers. That it ain't, it is, and the only thing that has changed is just the title. I mean, we we work for somebody. We we wake up. They tell us how to move, where to go do it. Nigga, I ain't selling no boy pussy for nobody. <laughs> I, I don't know what you talking about. I don't know what you talking about. Right? I do. So, time is, you got a job right so, now with an employer and the employee. Yeah. So, you selling them your time. At a, at, a, at a fraction of a cost of what you actually work. And so you going to get more from them and you only, and they don't have a no problem with paying you $10 or whatever it is an hour because on your $10, they may be getting 30 Yeah, but I, I'm not talking about like why is prostitution okay? I'm just asking like, can you be like, no, I'm a, saying can you be I'm, in a I'm rational? You the mindset. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. I'm so you... for instance, so, like, so... you know, like I'm just thinking about uh, friends that I know that are parents that are in that lifestyle you know what i'm saying i'm talking about mostly so like here, the guys like how do you how so here's the thing man here's the thing man with 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 pimping it's a tough touchy subject from a moral standpoint so from the moral aspect of it you almost compromising your integrity and in, in who you are as a man but if it's done if it's done accordingly to how true pimping designed it to be which the game ain't that no more so these niggas ain't playing by them rules so i'm gonna have to say you know in in 2018 the rules these niggas playing by it's impossible to be a man and a pimp because they breaking too many codes to the game you know but but just on the safe side to just to to speak highly you know i guess not highly of pimping but just to speak about the principles of pimping man you know being a, a pimp is is the same as a responsibility he has the same responsibility as a husband. Um, <clears throat> he is, he is the, the 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 head of his his his, his stable, his family. Um, he protects his family, um, and 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 constantly it's about growth. So the thing about it is, what a pimp do? A pimp no, he's only he he's only as profitable at his as his best hope. So the thing about it is once the once his bottom hoe get the game and his other hoes in the stable get the game, you know, then guess what? It's on that pimp. It's not about just sending a bitch to go get some money. It's about elevating her mind. It's about guess what? If that nigga know how to count to a hundred backwards, that woman gotta know how to count to a hundred backwards. If <clears throat> if that if that man know how to read 10 books, that woman need to know how to read 10 books. If he emotionally stable, she got to be emotionally stable. If she educationally straight, 
she she he got she got to be educationally straight. If she he financially straight, she got to be financially straight because that's that's what even the playing field out, man. Because he know that if pimping go down, he could depend on his 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 pimping to keep him in place. You know what I'm saying? What he put into the bra to put in place. So it's all about elevating your woman. You know what I mean? That's what it come down to, you know, just to not even speak in terms of pimping and hoeing. Yeah, but, sir. you know, it's all about elevating your woman, man. And that's true pimping, man. You know, forget the fact that she's going to, to sell her money because, shit, she can, you could be a real pimp and she could be goddamn Donald Trump daughter and you could be breaking her. So it ain't got nothing to do with that. But it's always about, you know, and that's another misconception as pimps don't love. If a pimp don't love a woman, man, that nigga ain't never pimp, man. And I'm telling you the truth, that's, bro. That's why I say it's a different mentality. He lying on the game, bro. He lying on the game, you know? You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Or he's really pimping and mashing hard, you feel me? But, you know, I'm talking about really checking game. I'm talking about really having a stable, man. I'm talking about having really women that's down for you. And these hoes ain't like that no more because these nigga, these pimps ain't like that no more. They don't understand that concept. That's old school pimping, man. I'm talking about building something up to where, you know, guess what, man? This woman didn't know how to read, but she done fucked around and got a college degree with you. What can another nigga say coming up to her? What can another nigga say when you done put her in, in a six-figure income, when you done put her in beautiful homes, when you done gave her the game? Ain't no nigga can approach that. She's down for you, bro. And, and guess what? If you fall short, guess what got your back? What you investing in? So that's pimping, you know. But I, I like I said, I'm not giving these suckers these days that credibility, man, because the game ain't that, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean? And I want to also say that we are not on here advocating between any underage human trafficking or any abuse that's being right. Nah, nothing like that. that. No, no. And, and and no and no and and I am a actually I'm for legalizing prostitution because I think it'll help save some of the younger trafficking kids that's getting swept up in this and the malicious intent by the vulture pimps and stuff but uh right that's why that's why i ain't respecting the game man because it's all kind of bullshit going on and i want to apologize too because i used the wrong term and saying could you be a man and be pimping i meant to be used a a terminology more of like a cheater you know what i'm saying like can you be that's what i mean i don't know but you know what i'm saying can you be a man and be no. a cheater, or can you be a man? That's what I'm talking about. More on that oh. type tip. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah, that go back. That go back to. That go back to my whole thing of, of pit mentality versus player mentality. A player mentality is selfish. You know what I'm saying? He out here for self gain. He ain't, he ain't out here trying to do nothing for his woman. He out here trying to just get what he want to get for himself and, and, and move around. Because so, I, I, I can't respect man, one of the things. Because one of the most- day, if you keep it honest, you be honest with you know what I'm saying yourself and the ones that you with. You may not even it won't even be need for a title to be called cheating. You never know. Your 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 main one might even want to get down with the ones you bring from the side. Yeah, but I'm just saying for like you know how uh, man, you know the lifestyle we used to live probably like ten years ago. I like, never lived the lifestyle. Long long time ago. Long long time I never, ago. I never lived the lifestyle. I've been I've been a stand up gentleman my whole life. Boy. Hey. So look, uh due to the statute <laughs> of limitations, due to the statute of limitations on the show, we're not, hey. not but but no, I'm saying like at, so. What about so, guys? Tell me from personal experiences, how do y'all deal with monogamy and being a man? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you deal with that? Like, you know, how do you deal with this? man? You know, you know. And I'm 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 gonna try. He can't answer this, man. He out the game, man. Let me let a real play. Let a real nigga talk about deep not play. <laughs> 
Nah, because man, that's one honestly, thing we don't ever talk about know, with, among black it's all men. About, it's all about growth. It's all about growth, man. And, you know, not to say that everybody has grown in them areas, man, but just to understand that, man, is, is a beautiful thing, man, because, you know, man, being in a monogamous relationship, what you start to find out, man, is that your partner is you. Your partner is you. And, and when you really can bond like that, man, and, and understand the strength of that, like, it's like doubling up. It's like it's like having, especially when you choose the right one. You know what I'm saying? When Because the thing about it is, I mean, you know, not to be spiritual, but, you know, in the spiritual realm, it talk about being even yoked, man. And being even yoked, man, finding a partner, man, joining as one. In this world, it's a beautiful thing. And an example of that could be external and internal. External, it could be, you know what, shit, I'm worth, I'm worth six, she worth six, man. What's better than one billionaire too? That's 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 what Jay talking about. You know, <clears throat> what's better than one person being emo- emotionally stable too? You know, and so again, man, where you where you might where your day might fall short, man, somebody right there, man, to keep you intact. That's you. So when you start to look at it that way, man, you you build a bond, you know, with with your partner, like where it's inseparable. Like, nah, nigga, that's my that's me right there. I ain't about to play myself, you know. And I'm not saying, like I say, that <clears throat> everybody. Everybody reached that level, but just to understand that concept, man, and to grow in that direction as a man, you know, <clears throat> that that's a beautiful thing, can, bro. Can you, you know pick? I mean? can, that man's key key, cuz you said he what? Found key. He found his key key, cuz. Hey, no, this is what I was about to ask you. Can you can <laughs> you find the are you woman? Riding? Can you find the woman that you're looking for if you haven't became a man that you think you are? You said what? Like, no. can you find the woman you're looking for if you haven't become the man that you think you are? Yeah. No, impossible. 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 Go ahead. Let me hear because you. I always say, I always believe you was what you was for you got there, man. You might, and that's a part of that growth I'm talking about as a man. Man, I might be out here, I might be out here running the streets, doing whatever, but deep down, I know I'm better than that. So because I knew that, I was going to get to that anyway. So I was what I was before I got there. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it may not, it may not show that. You know, all the time in my actions, it may not be that external at that moment. But nigga, I was what I was when I got there. So everything that I got was mine. It was already, it was already in motion. I just had to claim it and own up to it. That's so how I look mean, at it. You mean to tell me that the man that you was, the man that you are, you always was. You just decided to be there now because of that woman. Is that what you're saying? That ain't what I said. No, I mean that's what he's asking. That's what he's saying. Can you find? You said, can you find a, a good woman if you're not the man that you think you are? are. Yeah, think like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because right. you know how we always be like, I want this and this and this, but can you right. do that? So you ever seen you ever seen somebody right that was a player? You ever seen somebody that was a cold player, man, and then he turned to settle down with a woman? Man, look at here, man. If you knew how, if you knew what it took to be a real player, man, you got, you know how to treat a woman. And see, that's, that's what, not, so you knew that you 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 was that all along. You just did it with multiple women. So then, so therefore, that woman. So therefore, the answer would be yes. Because if you if you found a woman and she changed you and made you want to settle down, then therefore she helped you. Become see, nah, that, that, that that's that, ain't no right. woman can make you want. Ain't no woman can make you want to settle down. It's Bro. you that make yourself want to settle down. No, I don't know my girl kind of. I like, like, you know what I'm saying? When I met my girl, I was like, oh, you know something? That's kind of cool. I could do this. 
Now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, bro. You met her, you met her, you settled down, and you was like, oh, I can do this. But before that you made that decision, that had to be a thought or something that you had in your life that you probably had to come to that point. Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. I did have a talk with myself. Man, you was what you was for you got there, player. That's all I'm saying. That ain't, in regards to the question, you can find a good woman not being a man you are, because if you out here running the streets, and then you find that one that you want to settle down with, yeah. Like like a woman always say, I know if I'm gonna sleep with a man before I even give it to him. The same thing, the same thing goes for a man. We know we're gonna settle down with the right woman. You know what I'm saying? We wanna settle down, we just ain't find the right woman that'll make us want to settle down. At the so end of the day, can a woman can a woman make you wanna do anything that you don't wanna do? You just find the one that makes you wanna do that. Right, so right. As yeah, okay. far as me not that's being true, ready true. to sit down and be with just one woman is because at the end of the day, that one woman ain't came around to make me want to be that. You know what I'm saying? I want to be that. I want to be. I want to be. That's all I'm saying, bro. And guess what? You was what you was when you got there. That is true. But a woman is going to, a good woman that comes into your life is going to turn you into what you want to be. Okay. So look, I just got a couple more questions. So, um, I got two questions from y'all that came in from people emails. Uh, one was Marcus. They wanted to know. How did you get up? Like, how, what was the process of you going over to France for your bottles the first time you went? Did you go with somebody? Did you go alone? How did you uh, organize that trip? Was this your first time going overseas? They wanted to know. No, nah, it wasn't. My, I mean, it wasn't my first time going overseas, but it was my first time going over uh, to France. Um, but, yeah, now nah, we uh, put all that together and went over there. Um, and had the uh, had tours and everything set up doing through research. I mean, because I caught it around here, uh, here in Texas, because you know, Tito, um, is a, a Texas one of those Texas uh, vodkas, homemade vodkas here. And so I was just trying to, I was like, oh, you, you know what I'm saying? I know I can make a get a liquor distributed uh, through here, but to come to find out, cognac, you know, be made in cognac, mm-hmm. France, uh, for it to actually be called yes. cognac. Um, now, if it wanted to be called a liqueur or a brandy or whatever, it could be made outside of cognac. But for it to be uh, authentic cognac, it has to come from France. So, um, you know, just going out there and just actually, and I don't know if I said this in the last one, but I went out there for a um, a reason to meet with a master blender. Um, and before we left the States, uh, everything was confirmed. Uh, once we got out there, our driver was like, uh, so I don't have a representative from that organization saying that it's clear for us to come and do a tour there. And so I was like, what? Wait a minute. Like, there was the whole purpose of me coming out here because I was going to get samples and be able to bring back and, you know what I'm saying, shop it around to investors. Was your, was, were your uh, first, and, was the first initial trip affordable? Or like, you know, like, was yeah. the, that's what they wanted to know. Like, was yeah. the first initial trip, was it affordable or was it one of those make or break type empty your bank account type of trips out. You know what I'm saying? Like, what well, you know how... I mean, everything Everything for me is at this point is an empty uh, bank account type of situation. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what anybody that's listening or anybody that's trying to do what their financial situation is for... But for me, losing my job and being self-employed, uh, if I wake up tomorrow and don't make a dollar, I mean, everything was a break-the-bank situation for me. Uh, I mean, now I can say just from a... Uh, uh, just a, um, a financial sense, it was an affordable trip. Um, but I mean, for me to drop that money and not knowing I'm gonna get that in 
you know, make that back to, they say, was a definitely like a step out on faith type situation. Um, I did find a, a, an affordable way. Uh, and shout out to Markeba, my um, girl that uh, she set all the tour up. Um, and it was, we stayed in Bordeaux, France. Um, and it was, I want to say roughly about $1,400, $1,500 round trip. Um, I think we stayed for about like four days out there. Um, so we stayed outside of Paris, you know what I'm saying? We stayed in a more an affordable um, town in France. Um, and then just took, if we wanted to go into Paris, we just took a train ride. But um, the tour and everything, everything that was set up, I mean, I, I probably spent maybe 16 you know what I'm saying? So uh, from a grand scheme of things, nah, it wasn't an expensive okay. situation from an everyday hustle, yeah, it was an expensive situation if I couldn't wake up, you know what I'm saying, and make a and make a dollar the next day. But I mean it's it's all relative to where you're trying to go. Uh I will say, um, being an entrepreneur, stepping into your own, you can't look at everything like it's an expensive situation. Uh you have to look at it as I have a plan and this is how I'm gonna operate this plan and execute it to where I'm going to profit from it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, still to this day, I mean, I'm coming out of my pocket that I'm like, now, okay, I got to spend this. All right. That's all the money I got right now. Now I got to wait until either two weeks till my check come or to shoot, I sell some more oils or cut some more hair or, you know what I'm saying? I'm bust another move or whatever, uh, legally, um, in regards to trying to get this off the ground. So, I mean, it's every every hustle is definitely affordable. I just tell everybody, just and, and when you're getting ready to make that move, make sure that you put a good team around you. Um, you definitely need a good research person around you because if not, you will find yourself having expensive uh, lessons um, that you don't necessarily need to have. Now, I've had some lessons that were expensive that was needed, but I will say at this point in the game, I don't really need those. Um, unnecessary financial uh, lessons. Okay. Yeah, because that's what everybody wants to know. They was like, man, a couple people hit me over. They're like, how do you get to France? I'm like, uh, plane, I think. But I'm like, pretty much sure. I'm like, but they was like, nah, like, how much did it cost? Like, did he, yeah, they was like, did he break the bank? Did he go get a loan for the $10,000 loan to make it to France? You know what I'm saying? They was like, did you put the house up for mortgage yeah. and go get the, you know what I'm saying, to get over there to France? No, nah, I, I ain't even going to lie. I mean, that was my mindset too, like, when I, I ain't gonna lie, when when I called the dis, the distillery here in uh, Texas and they told me I had to go to France, I was like, "Well, there go my dream, gone." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because my mindset and that and that and again, it goes to us being ignorant to a lot of the things that we put a lot of more on a uh, situation that we don't really understand and we haven't really dove into um, that we think like we we put ourselves out of situations for winning when we actually really can afford to win. Um, like I said, if, if I hadn't had the, uh, the research partner um, in my life at that point, should I never would have been in Bordeaux. I didn't, wouldn't, I didn't know anything about Bordeaux. All I knew was Paris. You know what I'm saying? So when I heard France, I'm automatically thinking of Paris. It's just like when people here, I'm from California, all they think about is beaches. Like, nah, it's a lot more to California than a beach. You know what I'm saying? And the same situation goes for, for France, man. It, it, it's a lot more to it than uh, Paris. And I tell anybody now that that going over there that they say they want to go to France. I tell them, I said, man, stay in, in Bordeaux. It's a beautiful town. 
um, a lot going on, a lot of restaurants, a lot of interaction with the, the people that live there. And then, like I said, you can go see Spain, uh, Paris, all that for two, two, three hundred dollars on a on a quick flight. So, I, I my, my my biggest thing that I, my biggest that I, I give is just make sure you do your research on what it is that you're trying to do. Uh, don't get don't talk yourself out of a situation before you know uh, the actual whys and hows and uh, what you need to do before you get done. Yeah, that's some good advice because everybody there was definitely was asked and wanted to know. And James, everybody wants to know how did you get educated on credit? And they want to know, can you please re-go through how to get the bins and <laughs> to revisit uh, how to make it? How to make your credit flip for you. You know, uh, a lot of people, they heard the show and they was like, man, it was like your boy dropped some jewels on us with the quick put together on how to, on how to get the, uh, on how to get the, the, the Beamer without the, without putting all down all your money and wasting all your lifetime doing it. And everybody was like, it was like, is he a credit right. expert? Like, how did he get ganged up on learning about credit? I was like, well, that's what we're going to have him back on the show to explain. So give everybody a little game, man. Right. Man, one of one of the things, man, uh, man, I, man, I learned about credit, man, a long time ago, man, and just you know, uh, the buying power with credit, uh, and just a quick rundown, man. Uh, I'm gonna try to make this smooth as possible, man, without being too preachy, man. But I think everybody need to understand that you know America is is a is a capitalist country, and um, one of the biggest things that people misunderstand about america is that it's a business and i don't want to get too preachy and all this but i'm gonna get i'm gonna tie this in the credit and how this country works so you can really know that it's here to work for you and it's not as intimidating as people think so <clears throat> we have free enterprise and that's trade so anytime that you're dealing with trade you know and anything got to have a license so basically your your social security is a licensing trade number into free enterprise that's what gets you a credit line right there, period. So everybody is born with a credit line. They they do stuff as far as the credit line go, as into, you know, not only just having a high credit score, but having active accounts. So we're just gonna assume that your credit is is is, is you got a decent score and you got active accounts and you don't have no collections and nothing like that. All right. So here's the first thing. Now credit and finance go hand in hand. So Understanding the power of finance and the power of credit is very important. So I guess a good way that I can explain that is if uh, if I was to loan you $100 in America, for me to loan you that $100, it would probably cost you um, $8 and some change a month. So you can be a rich man with $100 for the amount of $8. So if I gave you $10,000, you can be a rich man, a $10,000 rich man for the price of about $86 a month. So that would be the minimum payment on a, a $10,000, right? So if I was to give you $100,000, then the minimum payment probably would be, you know, <clears throat> about, you know, uh, 800 and some dollars. So that right there is the power of credit and finance. What you just did was you took your... You took eight dollars. Eight dollars bought you. Eight dollars bought you a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars bought you a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars bought you ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars bought you a uh, million dollars. 
Um, and we don't think of it that way, but that's the power of credit and finance. If I was to give you a credit card right now and I was to say you have a thousand um, dollar limit, what would the minimum payment on that be? Like about 10 bucks. Yeah, a little shorter than 10 bucks. I mean, if it's 10, that's a high ass, a high yeah, ass I mean, rate. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But the minimum payment, you know. Now you probably could pay interest included, pay ten dollars, but the minimum payment would only be about eight eight dollars and some okay. change, on on on, on uh, excuse me eighty six dollars and some change. So what that did was, if you we don't think of it this way, but when you go buy a pair of sneakers and that's ninety dollars, sometimes we got to stop to think like, damn, this ninety dollars can actually afford to buy nine thousand dollars in credit. So that's the buying power and the finance power of credit. <clears throat> but we don't we don't stop to think about that. So that's just one of the basic ways that I can explain with that. So now we have another thing to where now we're talking about debt to income ratio. But again, the cool thing about it is people don't even notice like all debt is not bad debt. Debt actually can work in your favor because they will take as far as for giving you credit. They can take your they can take credit cards and say, you know, if the utilization is low, that is still considered debt. Mm. So you can have a hundred thousand dollars in debt and you ain't even spent it. But because you got a, a, a because you got American Express or whatever car with a hundred thousand dollar balance available on it, you're a hundred thousand in debt because you have access to a hundred thousand dollars in credit. See, people don't even know that. They thinking about the credit card yeah, being maxed out. Real. So it's not always a bad thing. Again, going back to America, you know, I always use the example that America is $400 trillion in debt. Does that ever, that don't never stop nobody to think how the hell we got all this money and we doing all this over here in this country, but we $400 trillion in debt. So that that's off, off top. The amount of cash that, what cash buy you? I just told you that cash buy you, um, cash buy you basically, more money you know what i'm saying because if you the, the more money that if i have a million dollars guess what i can afford the minimal payment on <laughs> you know what i'm saying wow look at that lifestyle finance but see, we don't we don't we don't stop to think about that so that's why it's definitely important to you know they got all kind of credit repair people out there you know and stuff that'll help you get your credit right but once your credit is in a safe place you got to understand that it's worth so much more. But another thing is, remember that your your dollar amount along with credit, it gives you more buying power. You know, so you can actually finance the lifestyle that you want. We think about people like Donald Trump, who then went bankrupt several times. He didn't lose his personal mm -hmm. money. You know, he lost he lost the bank See, money. People don't understand that though. They so, hear that and they be like, "Oh, bankruptcy cool," but you know what I'm saying? They hear So here's the thing. So here's the thing, and I and this is where the game get messed up at is because people, you know, they they kill themselves off, and I I wouldn't recommend nobody do that, you know, stay afloat in the game. But here's the thing, you know, because we probably ain't got the connections that Donald Trump got, so don't burn yourself for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because because he he got he got he got. But the thing is, is this, I'm gonna give the same example that I, I think I gave before. If you was to go finance a thirty thousand dollar car and it was to get repossessed. How long would it take for that credit for that car to come off your credit? Seven years. Seven years. But if you financed it, if you financed it on a seven-year term and paid three hundred dollars a month, basically it it didn't make a difference anyway. 
But if you got $30,000 in the bank account and then you you they repo on the car which you financing it for seven years, guess what you can do with that 30000 You can go right to the next car lot next door and give them 10000 and drive off in the same car with the repo on your credit. So that's the that's the power of your cash. That is the value of your cash and knowing how the, the credit line work and the buying power work. But here's another thing. I, I will explain this. Another thing with finance and, and buying power. If you go buy a brand new car for $30,000, then the car depreciates in value. So why would you spend, why would you go get a loan from the bank or why would you uh, you save $30,000? Why would you go drop $30,000 at the car lot and the moment you drive it depreciates, right? Why would you do that? Here's the thing. You can finance that car for seven years, make the minimum payment, put your $30,000 in the IRA at 1.5% or, you know, if you get a good one, 2.5%. And guess what? In seven years, guess what you have accumulated? The interest that you would have paid the bank on that loan. Now, you now you would have just made the minimum payment, but you would have got your money back from the loan. So you would have really probably only paid about a 0.8% in interest on them seven years versus the 3.5 interest that the bank was going to charge you because you doubled down with 2.5 on your own money and you had access to your cash. So that's the power of money and finance that people don't know how money works and they don't know how credit works. Um, I guess, you know, another thing is is saying, you know, um, when I when I mentioned the car, people don't realize that America is designed the middle class, the working class, and of course the rich people, you know, they already they they, they everybody got tax brackets, okay? And depending on the government, you know, and this is another thing, not to get political, but typically when you're under a Republican government, and I'm not saying this in favor of no Republican or to bash no Democrat, but this is real life facts. You can Google this if you want to. You can look it up a million ways. It's in every every class across the country. It's in every economic book across the country. Under a Republican government, you do not, you pay very, very less taxes, meaning that you, the value of your dollar earned, you get to keep versus giving it to the government. And a lot of people don't know that. You you tax at a higher rate under a Republican government. So here, here's the thing. There's all kind of incentives that become that comes in place <clears throat> in write-offs. Tax higher as a Republican? No, you're tax lower. You take you oh. take home money. So your dollar is worth more. So meaning if, if I'm a Republican government and I'm paying you ten dollars an hour, you probably will take home, I'm just giving an example. You under under a Republican government, you'll take home nine dollars and seventy cents. Under a Democrat government, you'll take home nine dollars and thirty cents. So the, 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 your actual dollar value of what you earn, you bring home more. But the also the also thing is the deductions, the deductions and the write-offs. So you get to play in a rich man game. So all the rich man won't, won't write off. So guess what? When you lucrative with things, we're with, with, talking about how the, this doctor we see, we, this doctor we see that's driving this, how the fuck can he drive an S550 or a, a S63 fully loaded AMG. That's a 200 some thousand dollar car, right? Well, the thing about it is you don't ever look at the fine print. It says to lease this vehicle, let's say for a $200,000 car. They, they, they want 8,000 up front. Again, we're talking about your credit score and a percentage of what that, that 10, that hundred dollars bought you that $10,000, that 8,000 now buys you 
$200,000 car. So the $8,000, you drop that down, right? So you can leave off the lot. Well, the thing is, is you're not, you're not, you're not, oh, you're not, the, the, the depreciate value is left at the car lot. That you don't, you don't own that. You don't, you don't own the bad, the bad investment. You're only going to drive the car for 24 to 36 months. So instead of you having to take 200,000 and finance for eight to 10 years to pay that off, then you're only financing for three years. So you're only paying us a, a percentage of the lease and not the full term of the loan. So you end up making to drive that two hundred thousand dollar car. Really, where if you would have loaned it, that motherfucker would have cost you about probably about eighteen, nine, two thousand dollars a month. But on the lease, you only paying twelve, thirteen hundred. Plus, you don't have to worry about the bad equity, and you got the option to buy and sell at the end of the lease. So guess what? If Marcus always wanted to drive a '63 AMG, I still own it enough to sell it to him at the buyer's price. And make the profit off the car, and I can drive off in a new car because I'm in cahoots with them. Hmm. So now I can drive off in the new new Mercedes for nothing, damn, because I'm already in cahoots with them. Plus, I'd have made a little bit of money by dumping Marcus my old Benz. See, a lot of people don't understand that because they, a lot of people don't even understand that you can probably go get a loan for a brand newer car more than faster, easier than you can to go get a loan for a 2010. I'm Absolutely. Gonna tell, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. tell you as as, a, as a, when I used to sell cars. I mean, it's a lot more that we're gonna do for a new car than we're gonna do for a used car because you gotta you gotta understand every car lot, every Nissan owns the 2018 Nissan Maximum for the same price, but every car lot don't own a 2016 black with leather interior with. 30,000 miles on it. Like, that's a one of a kind. So, it's a different situation when it comes to that. When it comes to a newer car, shoot, every lot can do the same. So, it's all about what that lot is willing to do. Are they willing to lose a little bit of profit on that? Or are they trying to make all their money on that car? So, I mean, just like we'll say, I mean, it it, it just all, when you, when you go in there, it's based on what you're really trying to do. Honestly, the leasing is really the way to go because you definitely, like you said, you definitely get rid of uh, having to have any liability of bad equity, uh, because they not gonna they're not gonna put you in a car for you to diminish that vehicle to bring it back to them for them not to be able to turn around and sell it on a used car lot for top dollar. See, and that's 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 some good game because a lot of people they that that finance situation, especially when getting mm -hmm. vehicles, especially when making a big purchase, a lot of times we lose, we get kind of flustered and confused you know what i'm saying then we had to go off of hearsay and here, here and, and i, I kind of left off i kind of left off some stuff as well you know following back to the deductions you know that insurance that you pay every month the, the the leasing car note that you pay every month the mileage that you pay on that vehicle all that is a return for a write-off so you got to think about it if it costs you let's just say just being just using simple numbers. Let's just say if it costs you three hundred dollars a month to drive this this lease car, and you filled up, you know what I'm saying you you paid a hundred fifty in gas. You say them receipts. You had a mileage cap, so your mileage cap, let's say, is fifteen thousand a year. You pushed them fifteen thousand. All that's in the line of business. Those are direct write offs that they not even about to challenge you on, hmm. because it's all tied to your credit. <laughs> And, and it's all noted right there of what's up. 
So if the IRS stepped in and said, well, well, how did you, uh, uh, well, well, what, what, how did you get this mileage and where did this come from? It's all right there tied to your credit, bro. So that's something that's lived, man. And I'm telling you that through living, you know, um, it's just those type of things, man. So you, you end up paying less, less, less money out to the government because you, you basically paid it to survive, we're, we're bro. Go ahead, so finish. I would go ahead, finish. Huh? Nah, you basically paid it to survive. So I would definitely encourage anybody, you know, man, if now if you driving across country, you know what I'm saying, and you driving 35,000 miles a year or something, you're not, you don't want to go the lease route because you, because the mileage will eat you up. But if you, if you, you know, if you got some, you can purchase mileage over too as well. But, you know, you get to talking mileage like that, 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 that defeats the purpose. But I'm talking about in, in, in the terms of, you know, just 15,000 miles a year, you know, or you really want a really, 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 really dope ass car that you ain't got time to be dealing with negative equity on and you ain't got time to be, you know, getting no big ass loan, messing up your debt to income ratio. So, you know, it's just ways around things, man, and how we do stuff, where, man. Where, where could you somebody know, that be uh, interested in learning about credit, where could it be a good place they can start? Man, I ain't gonna lie. You want to know what's crazy, man? Go to YouTube, man. For sure. Nah. I know, I, I know, cause, cause I don't want to refer nobody to somebody that's gonna charge them a bunch of money or nothing like that. But the craziest thing about it is, man, we live in a time where information is so available, and you may not, you know, people may not believe this, but I had some hiccups on my credit about three years ago, um, and I was like in in a place to where I'm like, man, look. And one of my friends hooked me up with a lady and I found this dude. But to be honest, man, for the whole first year, I, I went to YouTube. I, 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 I wrote letters myself. I, um, I negotiated stuff off my stuff, all that. You know, you can you can learn about credit right there on YouTube. You know, you can just type in, you can type right into your smartphone the, the, the power of, uh, uh, of purchasing finance. I mean, they got published articles that have come up to tell you what to do. They got stuff to tell you what to do when you go to the car lot, what to watch out for, and how to deal with the, the sellers at the car lot if you want to lease. I mean, information is so much available today. You know, just go to a publicized site, man, and that'll help you. And YouTube is a good a good place that you can actually go where people do a lot of uh, presenting videos. You know what I'm saying? And it's a, a good place for people, you know, to... Uh, you know, just learn about different things, man, in relations to credit. See, and that's some good game, man. I appreciate it for sharing it because a lot of people, we get a lot of questions about where to start. You know what I'm saying? That's a, another thing about this platform, and that's why I, I leave it open for, like, a freely conversation because people always ask me, like, where to start? What's the first steps? How did this happen? You know what I'm saying? So, right. So the first thing, man, I ain't going to lie to you, man. Um, I'm going to give you a smooth, quick rundown. Uh, just what somebody could do just in, in terms of just knowing where they at. Get on Credit Karma. Look at Credit Karma just to kind of get a quick review. Credit Karma give you an option to um, to go through Experian to get your free credit report, all three of them, uh, one time a year. So you can pull those and you can review the items and spell it out for you too. So it's not hard to read your credit report. If you know how to read, it spell it out to you what's on there. If your credit is straight, from there, just start looking at stuff about buying power, about finance power, you know, and then it doesn't hurt to go inside of a bank, man. People don't know 
uh, credit unions is, is is normally more fair with telling you the true inside to things. Uh, banks is all about really kind of making money, but it still don't let that discourage you. But people don't know that banks is there, man. They have bank people there that get paid to educate you on their product. So, you know, they don't need to know. They don't got to pull your credit. Just go in there and say, well, you know what, man? What, what would it take for me to, to get a loan, you know, for this? Five hundred thousand dollar house. What is your percentages? What's the, you know, what's this, or or what type of what type of client or credit profile do you look for with this? And they'll share with you, man. They they're open. A lot of them is open. So it's a lot of financial advisors, man, that'll sit down and chat with you real quick, man, to let you know, you know, what you need to do in order to get in okay. position. Okay. And I know I had you guys on the show for two whole hours. Let's get ready to wrap it up because I know Marcus' mustache is looking pretty tired. Uh. <laughs> nah, uh, but before we go, y'all know we like, I like to do the three and out before we go to give our listeners some suggestions, get them up on some new things. And the three and three and out, everybody is always one book, one music, one movie. Who want to take it? Man, look, man, it could be uh, anything. That's what I tell the people all the time. It's just a movie, some music, and a book. Uh. Man, a book, a book is a, uh, it's called Nigger by Dick Gregory, man. It's a beautiful it's called read. It's called, it's called Nigger okay. Oh, okay. by Dick, by Dick Gregory. Um, man, it's a wonderful read, man. Um, it talks about um, his childhood and him progressing and, you know, his resilience and just being a black man in America. Again, you know, I love those books, man. And Dick Gregory, man, he's a wonderful character. Uh, a great writer, man. Inspiring. So, I'm invite you. I'm, so um, since so you read like, that book, I'm gonna invite you on the show because we got an upcoming show about Dick Gregory and Doctor Sabi coming up, and we got. So yeah. Oh okay. So, I definitely yeah. keep in touch with you on that since you definitely read the book. So. Uh, right. Yeah. Um. And then um. Uh. What's that? A a, a CD in mm-hmm. a movie? Or it could be a track uh, in the movie, a documentary, um, anything. Man, um, man, you know, I think I left y'all with Jay Z last time, man. But uh, you know, I, I really, I really, uh, man, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna switch it up, man. Uh, just for a track, man. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Pac, man. Me against the world, man. A uh, beautiful album, man. Um. You know, a lot of inspiration in that album. You know, again, man, that's an album about resilience. You know, that's an album about self-identifying, uh, progressing. Um, so, yeah, I got to go with that Me Against the World, man, by Tupac, man. And then a movie. Um, man, I know this I know this sound crazy, man, but, uh, uh, man, I need, it need to be an educational no, movie. No, it can huh? be anything. Like, this anything. This just... So that's the part about three and out. It's just anything that you can give to somebody to go check out. Like you go check tell them check out Bulletproof Love if you want to. I don't care. Like <laughs> Right, man. Uh go, go go check out, man. Go check out uh go check out House Party One, man. Uh you know, House Party One, man, it definitely give you some good laughs. You know what I'm saying? Uh teach you a lot about friendship, um, a lot about uh priorities and respect. Um, and why you having a good laugh, man? So yeah, check out House Party. And what about you, Marcus? Three and out, man. Three and out, man. Easy. Three or seven, man. Uh, just don't put that out there. Plug. Um, 
www.7cognac.com. Follow me on all social media at 7 Cognac. Throwing out the book I'm going to give y'all is by Damien John. Uh, it's called The Power of, of Broke. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good book. Uh, definitely help change your mindset in regards to just getting financial, financially more mindset around everything, not just uh, finance, not just money wise. Uh, movie wise, I'm gonna tell you, go man, go cop. If you ain't watched it by now, you need to go watch it and go rewatch it, pay it in full. It just it just helps you uh, in, in regards to the mindset of being a hustler, getting into the game. You got all spe- all aspects of somebody who has never been about the game, people who have been in the game, um, you know, how they went wrong, what went wrong, how to be from the man to being number two. Uh, so it, just, it helps you in regards to just, you got to look at it from a mindset of how everybody places themselves up in the movie and how um, at the end of the movie, who turns into what. Uh, so definitely just a dope movie, man, just from a mindset of, uh, just putting yourself in a position to win um, and then what to do with that position once you get there. Uh, so definitely look at that movie from that from that uh, aspect. And I'm going to switch it up for me from a musical standpoint. I'm going to tell you to go look to Eric Thompson, man, a very uh, powerful, uh, inspirational speaker. Um, something I definitely keep on the iPad, I mean, on the, uh, on the Apple Music. Um, sometimes when I'm in the gym, man, I turn off the, the Jay-Z, the Pac, the 40s, um, and I just turn on Eric Thompson, man, and just listen to a few of his uh, inspirational uh, tapes um, to help me get through a few sets, man, even time to just change my my mindset coming, going into the gym of uh, where my mind and everything needs to be. So my book by Damon John, The Power of Being Broke, the movie Paid in Full, um, and then go listen to that boy Eric Thompson, man. All right, good job, fellas. I appreciate y'all for coming on the show tonight. Uh, everybody, go check out Seven. So, what, what's the website again, Marcus? www.sevencognac.com, and you spell it out. You spell the words out: S E V E N C O G N A C. Um, it's all one word, so, so go copy, so go, go check it out. Oh, and if I want to throw out there too, anybody that's listening to this in California, uh, in the Bay Area, I will be out there uh, on the 13th of September. I'll be doing a tasting in a town, uh, Jack London. Uh, follow me uh, on my social media. I can't get to it because I'm on my phone. I did the flyer, uh, but it's going to be in Jack London uh, on the 13th at 9 p.m. Um, and then also too, I'm gonna have a tasting. Um, putting one in the works uh, with the with the company. Uh, we're gonna do a food as parent as well to the uh, the cognac. And then anybody in Dallas, uh, October fifth, uh, I got a, a wine. I mean not a wine. A cognac tasting with uh, the Hamiltons, uh, who are Anthony Hamilton's background vocals. Uh, they got a concert going on out here uh, in um, Dallas at the Southside Hall Music Hall. It's on South Lamar Street. Uh, again, follow me on all social media so you can get that information. Uh, but those are my dates that I got coming up for my tastings. is September 13th, September 14th. Uh, September 13th, we're going to be in Oakland, California. 14th, we're going to be in Fairfield, California. And then October 5th, uh, we're going to be in Dallas, Texas. Yes, indeed. Everybody go out there and support, man. I can't wait to pull up on you when you out here in the town. And I'm coming for a whole cup of seven. <laughs> 
I want the cup. Yeah. I want the big yeah. dog cup. Slide me through. Put me four sample shots in one glass. I'm sliding through you. Feel me? <laughs> <laughs> I might mix. A, I might mix Where a little uh, with the uh and bring back Seven Eleven. You feel me? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Everything already can shift out there to mom's house. So they 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 in heavy rotation right now. So it'll be oh, there yeah. when See, I get that's, there. that's what's up, man. Yeah, we me and my lady, we definitely will pull up to that. And I want to appreciate you guys. Tell you guys. Congratulations, Wood, on your new baby. Man, thank you. Thank you, bro. Appreciate yeah, that, man. Right, man, man. Congratulations, congrats, Marcus, man. on your successful unveiling of your bottles and everything. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. It means a lot, man. This has been another episode of Sunday Mornings with a Cup of Joe. I'm your host, Joe, and we out. If the work week is stressing you out and you're searching for a relaxing Sunday morning vibe, then come over and enjoy Sunday mornings with a cup of Joe with your host, Joey Stacks, as he takes you on a weekly journey for your soul that starts with a relaxing cup of Joe. So if you're in need of some great conversation with a splash of Neo Soul, then you're in the right place. So tune in as we catch a cool vibe with Sunday mornings with a cup of Joe.